The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 274. Today's date is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023, the first show of 2023. We are live, as always, over on YouTube. So if you're out there in the chat, go ahead and say something. We do not know that you're out there unless you do. If you want to call or text in the show, yes, you can call or text in the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates over Aegis Gun Care. That number is 530-364-4678, and go check out AegisGunCare.com. If you're a veteran, really anyone, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness, and you're looking for that light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I could be a pretty decent ear to listen to and maybe talk you through some stuff. If you are looking to get towards some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. We're spotlighting, as always, United States Marine Corps. So if you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, See the website, marines.com. And as always, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Go check out all of your favorite pro-gun, pro-two-way podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. So we are uh, pleased to be joined from a good friend, Rob, from Lionheart Industries. Uh, we're also here with CloverTech, but who really cares about CloverTech? You know, I mean, he's, he's always with us. He's always here. Uh, and we'll have some stuff maybe to announce later on in the podcast with Clover and I. Uh, before we get to Rob, I do want to do say hello to Clover. What's up, buddy? Hey, good to be here. Thanks for always riding shotgun. Speaking of shotgun, do you have a shotgun of the week? Man, you know I do. I'm looking forward to, to, to taking a look at it at um, at SHOT Show. So TriStar, um, okay. for a while now, TriStar has been, uh, been doing some good stuff. Uh, I can remember some 4-H kids decade or two ago picking up some tri-stars and me thinking wow these are pretty decent they have a uh, lever action 410 the uh, lr94 so oh yeah looking, okay uh, looking forward to checking out that lever action 410 that they've got for sure absolutely um you know I, you know me i i get rashes when people start talking shotguns and all that stuff but uh, lever gun on top of that here. A lever gun shotgun on top of that. That that might break the matrix for me. I'm just saying right. I might need some calamine lotion. Right. I can't guarantee that I'll make it through that. But, uh, yeah, I'm not even sure if I could step in that booth. I might catch on fire. I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see something like that. But uh, it's always nice having you, buddy. And, and tonight's guest from Lionheart Industries. What's up, Rob? How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. How are you? Man, I, I, I'm tired. I, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm probably not as tired as you are. I know you've been working, man, some crazy hours, uh, getting ready for a shot, getting ready with a new product coming out. Um, so we're going to kind of just dive in and, and, and basically just say, 
Um, welcome to the show. And, and uh, I know that you've been working a lot of hours, but uh, you want to kind of start telling people maybe uh, what you've been working on that you might be releasing here in the next couple of weeks at, at, at Vegas? Yeah, well, arguably our biggest release uh, in the history of Lionheart is coming in January, uh, two weeks in Vegas. And that's our new pistol. It's called the Vulcan 9. The Vulcan 9. So I think people are, uh, at least at least people that are on my channel, uh, saw a bunch of videos from the Regulus this year and uh, mm -hmm. love that handgun. Um, differences, I mean, obviously it's a different platform and all of that, but uh, people that might know the Regulus, what is going to be the Vulcan? What are the selling points? What are the kind of the specs on the Vulcan? I think the best way to look at it is think of the Regulus as the American-made and, and, and improved DP-51, right? We imported right. the we imported the DP-51. We call it the LH-9. We did that for six or seven years. Um, then we wanted to make it in the USA. We moved it to a double-stack mag. We made some other very minor improvements. The goal was, aside from the magazine, to keep the gun backwards compatible with the DP-51. Under the original leadership, they wanted to be able to supply parts for the DP-51 um, and, and just generally be of service to the old the old pistol and kind of take that heritage forward and make it in America. So uh, we did that. Um, during that time, you know, there was a handoff. The new team, including myself, took over the company. And so we have a little bit different vision for the company rather than being uh, classic firearms because as cool as the DP-51 is and was, um, it's not very well known. And it's not very, it's not, it's not as widely as appreciated as we, we would like, as, as much as we appreciate it. So we wanted to, how could we, we looked at it as how could we take the Regulus and the DP-51 and turn it into a modern firearm without sacrificing what people loved so much about the pistol, but right. taking away uh, everything that we could think of that they didn't like about it. Um, and then adding some more cool features that um, some of which people have never seen before on an OEM pistol. Yeah, and, and, and I think that what caught my eye last year at SHOT that uh, initially, and, and Clover is going to jump in here as well because he, he spent some time with you guys at SHOT as well, um, was the double action plus trigger. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, a lot of people might look at that as a gimmick thing. Well, does it, what is it, you know, what is it there for and all that? But obviously the double action plus trigger serves as, as a specific uh, function of the gun. Um, and, and that was kind of what maybe set the, the regulars aside from a lot of other handguns, the modern handguns that are all the basically the same looking guns is that yep. that specific trigger. Do you want to talk real quick about the regulars double action plus trigger in, uh, in case people haven't, you know, they're under a rock and haven't seen any of the videos we've done and all that, but that might not be yeah. really sure what that is because that was kind of groundbreaking for you guys. It really was. And, um, I've got, um, I mean, I've got a, a litany of parts on my, my desk. I can only up. imagine. <laughs> I'm sure everybody would love to see all the stuff. It's just, it's just littered. I haven't had a chance to clean my office, otherwise I'd show you. It's <laughs> embarrassing, but um, you're just you're just seeing over there, like, the cleaner parts of my office. But, yeah, so the Double Action Plus, basically, uh, it it's kind of, um, if you've never seen it before, it's, it's a little bit mind-blowing. I always enjoy giving a demo to somebody in, in person because – they have that look on their face, like what just happened, right? That's the way I was last year. I was like, whoa, that's that's something new, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's very new, and, and most people have never seen anything. The closest thing to it is the HK Lem trigger, but even then, it's it, it, it's it's different. And, and all these takes that have been done over the years on different types of triggers, um, and, and really, it's the hammer. It's not the trigger. We call it the trigger to keep it simpler. But right, um, yeah. The really the different types of firing uh, mechanisms, they they all vary. Um, none of them are identical. They all have different, a little bit different. Um, variations and so what ours does is it allows you to put the the pistol in a mode that gives you a long trigger pull just like a double action but with a weight of a single action so it's a very lightweight long trigger pull and it is a third mode so you still have your double action which is your heavy it's your heavy trigger pull you still have your single action which is a light four pound trigger pull um, and then you have the double action plus which maintains roughly a four pound trigger pull um, but over a longer distance of travel for that trigger. Um, the nice thing about that is you can carry in that in, in that mode and allows you to have better per shot accuracy without compromising safety. So we like to we like to tell it as a safer alternative to carry. You can carry in double action plus safety's off. There are safeties you can turn on in this pistol, but sure. safety's off. Um, some people would say cocked and locked. This would be cocked and unlocked. I guess is how you could say it. Yeah, yeah, and it's a safer it's a safer way to carry, especially for those who are not super comfortable with carrying a striker fired. Um, you know, it's uh, arguably it's, it's maybe the least safe mode of carry compared to some of the alternatives out there. With cocked and locked being the safest, uh, or maybe cocked and unlocked, right? Or sorry, uh, uncocked and locked would be the uncocked and locked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but I'll just give a quick demo, just because we've got you guys here, we've got you guys on yeah. the podcast. Absolutely. Um, Here's a frame I've taken apart. This is just one of my frames I keep on my desk for playing with. Um, no grips, no slide, no takedown lever, but everything else is, is all still there. You, you can see the trigger bar. And so when you cock it, you know, you're in double action, right? It's, it's pretty simple. You pull the trigger, it goes bang. But to put it in double action plus, you just take your finger and you push that back forward. And mm -hmm. it's a two-piece trigger. Uh, sorry, it's a two-piece hammer, and the hammer is riding over a detent. So it just snapped back over that detent. So now when you pull the trigger, and I just have to hold the trigger bar in place because there's nothing, the grip's not holding it in place and take the safety off. Um, when you pull the trigger, it's going to snap back like that. And then now it's back in single action. And then I pull. But it, but it doesn't go bang. And, and that's the cool thing about right. that is you know, the double action plus, I think you hit it right on the money. That, that was one of the things that I mentioned in the videos that I did with it is for someone that might be new to carrying that may not be that person that wants to carry one in the chamber because they, they're not comfortable. They're not maybe, I don't know, responsible. I would say they're not experienced enough to carry one in the chamber. That's cool. Yep. This is a way that you're not having to utilize safety. Now, if you really want to be safe, you can go into double action plus and the thumb safety and mm -hmm. you're going to be safe as anything. But I think yep. for that one person that doesn't want to use a thumb safety, uh, carrying one in the chamber at this point with a double action plus, you know, you, you pull that double action trigger and it goes back to the single action, but it doesn't yep. go bang. It just takes you right. back to single action. I love that, that 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 I love that about the gun. Yeah, and the, the other cool thing is that like so bringing this back, you know, it's in double action plus. If I pull the trigger, it snaps back, and I decide. I mean, it's unlikely, but I decide I don't want to. I don't want to pull the trigger all the way. I just push it back, right? And now it's yeah, back in double and you're action back plus. into it. So one, Absolutely. if you, you know, if you were going to fire the gun, you're you're not going to stage the trigger to that 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 first detent. You're really just going to pull it through like that, and it's going to be one fell swoop. You're not going to even notice that 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 
first wall, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. But it gives you a lot more options. And, and here's the thing, for the people who don't like it or are not yet comfortable with it, haven't trained with it, you wouldn't even know it was there. You don't even have to use it, absolutely. As far as they're concerned, it's a double action, single action. You're good to go. Yep. And, and the, the, the whole trigger assembly is, is extremely smooth. Um, you know, when we when I joined the team, the first thing I noticed and, and everybody else noticed is how nice the trigger pull is from the factory. And it the is. more around you put on it, the, the nicer it gets. Everything wears. And, and that's true for a lot of pistols. But, um, you know, when I go into these gun stores and, and I pick up other pistols and I'm selling to some of these gun dealers, um, everybody has a preferred trigger. And, and I always find sure. it fascinating. Yeah, like, what do you like? And, and then they hand me the pistol that they like. And I play with it. And, you know, I haven't found a trigger that I like better than this one. I would put this on. I mean, we, we were shooting. Uh, we were benchmarking the Vulcan against the, um, what was it? I think it was a, I think it was a 226 uh, at the range. And um, the trigger's every bit as good or better than that trigger. So uh, That's a damn a, good trigger. Yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal trigger, and that's a phenomenal gun. It, it shoots very well. Um, my only beef about the gun is it's it's unimaginative, right? It's it's boring. There's nothing exciting about it. So Lionheart, kind of what, you, what you're going to see from Lionheart and what you're going to see going forward is taking everything that SIGs put into their gun, just for, for them, for example, um, the performance that you get out of a SIG, but the, the emotion um, that you would see out of like a Ferrari, right? We want to have a firearm that you're proud to own. You're spending a lot of money on it. Um, it's it's not a cheap polymer. Uh, it's not a high point. Um, it, it's it's a it's a well-made uh, pistol. It takes a lot of time to make these. Um, we use some of the best machinery in the world. We have some of the best mm -hmm. team making these in the world, and that's really really expensive. Um, so we want to make sure that if, if we're charging what we're charging for these pistols, that you're getting a pistol that not only um, you know protects you and potentially could save your life, but something you can pull out of the holster and show at a barbecue and say, you know, and have and, and be just... proud of, yeah, it's a barbecue gun. You gotta be proud of it. I mean, you know, yeah. here's the thing. And I talk about this a lot and people don't understand it. You know, there are great guns out there that I just don't like either the looks of or the feel of, um, yep. I'm not a big SIG guy. Literally the only SIG that I'd ever want would be a two, two, six Legion. Well, I think that mm -hmm. looks sexy to me and it's a great gun, yep. but I'm not a big yep. SIG guy. I'm not saying they're bad guns, but here's the thing. If you don't like the way a gun looks or a gun feels like you're mm -hmm. already having negative thoughts. So that gun's never going to perform how you think it should because you, yep. you have negative thoughts. But if you if you're proud of the gun, one of it works great, but you also like the love the way it looks. You're proud of it. Well, that's just going to make that gun perform better for you. It's just like anything else in life. Um, yeah, it it is an awesome looking gun. Yeah, it's all about the confidence when you go to when you when you go to use that tool, whatever it might be, whether it be a firearm, a, a vehicle, um, anything at all. You're in the gym and you're under 400 pounds of, of weight. It's confidence, right? If that bar, that's right. If that that barbell doesn't feel good in your hands, your hands are a little sweaty. You are not going to make that lift. You've got to be confident in whatever it takes to be confident. Some people don't care about yes. any of the fancy shit. They just want it to go bang. And and there's plenty of products for those people. Um, yep. We're for the people who prefer to have uh, a really nice things, top and bottom. Um, you know, everything of this pistol has been gone through. Everything has been bought up. And that's what you're going to see in the Vulcan. Every little detail. The trigger guard is completely deburred in the machine. We have a five-axis machine. There's no, not a single sharp edge and not a single corner has been worked by hand. As you see the pistol, when you see the pistol launch, 
Um, and it will be very obvious uh, when you look at the, that area in particular, it was all done on the machine. And what that means, and I know people love the hand finished idea, but it means that every pistol is exactly the same down to the micron, which is just another way for us to guarantee that you're getting a quality product that's gonna work for you every time you pull the trigger. Um, so that that's kind of the where the company is going. So instead of the, um, instead of it being like a classic firearms company, maybe like you would say Kimber is more of a classic firearms company. Sure. And they're, they're trying to change that, of course. Um, but we want to be a somebody, uh, we want to be a modern firearms manufacturer, right? That, that we, we still have our heritage in a classic firearm, which is yeah, great. You can pay homage to the classics, but let's, let's upgrade yeah. everything. Let's modernize Absolutely. it. Mm -hmm. 100%. Uh, Clove, I want to bring you in real quick. I know that you, uh, yeah. you know, Rob as well, but, uh, any questions you might have or comments, especially maybe from out in the, uh, the chat that you want to bring up. Uh, I don't see really anything out there in the chat, but uh, yeah, if you guys are out there have questions, throw them out there. I'll get them started. I'll, we'll get them on the screen. We'll get uh, those questions answered. Um, I guess I'm curious. I mean, back uh, first part or so of, of 22, I did get to stop by and kind of get a tour of the manufacturing facility there. Yeah, you did. Um, that was and, March or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, and I haven't I haven't said anything much about it other than you know, the, the equipment is awesome and, and very modern and just, you know, speaking of that aspect of things, haven't really uh, given away the farm, so to speak. But I, I do remember uh, Rob took me in the office and you showed me some stuff in the CAD. Was that mm -hmm. the beginnings of the Vulcan that we were looking at then? I know, I know then you could, said you couldn't talk too much about it. <laughs> You're putting them on the spot now. <laughs> well, like, I don't remember that long ago. <laughs> I would almost have to look back at my pictures from March and see where the gun was in March right. and give you that answer. Because here's the thing. I am an absolute perfectionist. I'm an engineer, right? And, and when I used to work for other companies, I worked for a firearms training company called Bats, then Megat. Now it's called Inveris. Um, then they'll be at Shot Show. Um, it was always we always had deadlines to release. And, and and the way I've always run my businesses, whether it be Exotac or Lionheart, is the product is ready when the product is finished. Right? I will not launch a product when it's until, until I am happy with it. And you say, okay, yeah. when is that going to be? I'm going to say, I I can't tell you. I yeah. I. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I keep working on it until I'm happy with it, right? I, I and that's a good thing. Mean, yeah, and I shoot it. So let me look real quick and see if I find any pictures. I'm just looking through my camera roll. So in, in March, I was working on the barrels, um, working on the barrel process. And as you know, we have a, a pretty innovative uh, barrel manufacturing. Just I won't go too far into it because we could talk about it for a long time. But our barrels are made complete in one machine. So we, yep. we, we, we turn them. We mill them. Uh, we drill them and we rifle them all in the same machine and nobody else is doing that in, in, in the world actually that, that we're aware of somebody could be doing it in secret kind of how we were doing it for years and we did the regulars that way too um, but I was working on that process it's, it's a little involved and um, I've actually helped some other firearms companies develop their process um, because I believe that there's enough business to go around and, and if you're a nice guy and you're a competitor, I don't, I mean, I'm willing to help. I, it, it really, it, it doesn't phase me. I believe that we should compete on the merits of our products. Um, mm, I love that. Our, not, not how big our dicks are. Right. So um, I was helping him with the barrel back then, but I don't see any pictures of the, let me see if I see any renders real quick. I, I have a feeling 
that uh, that the gun has changed quite a bit since then. Let's Probably, see. yeah. Um, because again, I went back. So you know, we're we're small. We're a small company, and kind of our goal with and I'm still looking through this. I, I don't have any renders, so I must it must have been an early version. So you know, our goal is to capture. Um, is to capture attention and market share, right? We're a small company and we right. know that. We have a new gun that a lot of people have never heard of despite the DB-51 being out since the 80s. Um, and, and we know that, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna think that, you know, we launch a pistol and people are gonna come buy it in droves. Like, I mean, that would be great. I mean, we would, we would love that. And, and we spent a lot of money to someday get, someday get there, but we're, we're real to the fact that in order to capture that attention that we need, um, we're going to have to do some pretty wild things. So I was looking at the design that we were going to take the, we were going to do a Regulus Mark II. And we've been talking okay. about the Regulus Mark II. And we've been talking to you guys about the Regulus Mark II. Yeah. And at some yeah. point, it changed from Mark II to an entire new design. Now, I say entirely new. There are some reused components. There's components of a massage. You can't design, this has over 60 parts in it. You can't design that, uh, you know, in a year. It's just not, not for us. It's not possible. Um, SIG, maybe. Um, but even for a big company like that that throws $5 million on a new platform, it, it's really challenging to get through. Well, all I, I think it might be harder with the bigger companies because they've got 17 to 50 different people that had to sign off on yeah. each little thing where you might have two or three, you know? Yeah, totally, for sure. So I went back to the, I was looking at the pistol and I'm like, I'm looking at it in CAD and I, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I, we really get one shot at this. We're small enough that, you know, if, if this gun doesn't sell well, uh, we're going to be in a world of hurt only in only in the sense that we've got to design something new. So we've got to go back through all that development time and we haven't paid back any of the previous development work if the gun doesn't sell right. well, right? So there's a lot of pressure for us to succeed on this launch. And I wanted to make sure that within the confines of our budget um, and within the confines of the time, which we wanted to launch a shot, um, it needed to be a, an absolute winner. And so, yeah, it's a long way to answer your question. I'm almost certain that the gun that we're launching is not the gun that you saw. It's not, um, it's, I, I can't really say how far different it is because I can't remember where it was there, but yeah, right. we've, we've done some pretty cool things and, um, everybody who's seen it, um, within the team and everybody I've showed to is, is, uh, very impressed by, um, by at least how it looks. They can't shoot it yet because they don't have one in their hands yet, but, um, yeah. So overall we've made some big changes, you know, we've changed the, the frame is is completely new. Uh, we've got a modified hammer. We've got a brand new trigger. The slide's completely new. The barrel is, I mean, might as well be new. We've made a lot of changes to it. Uh, a lot of the internal components have been changed. The the magazine um, is the same mag body, but the base plate is different. For um, so now the new pistol has a flush fit mag, and in order to make a flush fit mag, we got to make a new mag plate base. Um, so if you have a regulus, you can actually slide the base plate off your old Regulus magazines and you can slide really? new Vulcan base plates on. Yeah. So for customers, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't want to alienate our previous or our current customers from the Regulus, but at the same time, in order to move forward, we have to take certain products and say, Hey, this, we, we can't keep this going because it limits our design ability to, to make yeah. it modern. Right. <laughs> and the magazine was that way. So, yeah. we, you know, that's new. Um, yeah, let's see what else is new. Um, we have some new op optic slash irons uh, options there. Um, the takedown lever has been modified. Um, a bunch of the pins have been moved around and changed. Um, on the slide, we've you know we we relocated some pins uh, in an effort to remove exposed pins. So when you 
look at your firearm, you no longer can see the, the retaining pin that holds the firing pin in anymore. Uh, we've moved that vertically instead of horizontally so that it's just not visible. I'm just I'm just a stickler for details. Every no, every right. little detail on here, um, every corner has been chamfered in the machine. So um, this pistol has, I think, between the slide and the frame, we have, uh, well, just the frame alone, we have over 300 operations to machine a frame. And to give you an idea of an operation oh, is uh, drilling a hole is one operation, uh, tapping a hole is another operation, milling a pocket is one operation. So we have 300 of those operations that are done, and they're all done in a five axis machine. So you can see why it's taken us so long between, um, you've really got to uh, kind of jumping into what it takes. You've really got to, um, to, to develop a firearm, you've got to develop the product itself in, in yeah. CAD, something that you can visualize. And you've got to develop all the custom tooling. Um, the frame has 13 custom tools. So I had to design each tool and had it, it has to be custom centered, meaning they're actually like taking a powder, making a mold, molding the tool, and putting it into a five axis grinder that can grind submicron and grinding the tool. I did that 13 tools to make the frame. Um, then you've got to build the fixture and every, and there's the first um, step of the fixture, which is we do all the bottom stuff. I just didn't make it simple. And then there's the second operation of the fixture, or the second part of the fixture, which is all the top stuff. We do it in two setups or two fixturings, as some people would call it. Um, and then there's a material prep, which is actually the, the the very, very first one. I forgot to say that. So we add a dovetail to the the, the blank of metal, and the dovetail is just so we can hold on to it. We can just right. grip the bottom. You know, we, we're just gripping the frame at the very bottom so we can access all this stuff. So essentially, we, we mill that dovetail in the first operation, and that's a fixture, custom fixture we had to make. Then we had to make the second fixture that holds that dovetail. That's a custom fixture. Then we had to make the third fixture that holds everything else in this orientation so we can get down in here and mill out for the hammer or for the trigger and, and finish up the magwell. So there's all those, and that's just the frame. Uh, and that doesn't include testing. That doesn't include writing the programs for the CMM to QC it. Um, then you got to do all the same things with the slide all over again. And, and the barrel... The barrel's a little easier in the sense that um, because it's a lathe itself, it's kind of self-fixturing. It's held by collets. Um, you don't have as much custom fixturing, but the lathe is much more complicated to set up because right. you have multiple turrets, you have 11 axis in the lathe versus five on the CNC. So, um, yeah. so yeah, lots. It, it, <clears throat> long way to say it's, that, yeah, we made a lot of changes, but I think you'd really like it if you saw it. Yeah, it, it's it's nuts, and, and I know we've only got you for a few more minutes. Guys, He's he's been working 12, 14-hour days for I don't even know how long uh, to get ready for shot. And not saying that's uh, preparing for shot, but getting everything ready for the product, making sure that it's ready to go uh, for shot. And so I, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, but the kind of cool thing, you, you kind of touched on a little bit, and I think it would be interesting if you've got a few more minutes to talk about this, uh, by the way, we're going to have Rob back on Aftershot. Uh, what I want to do with Rob Aftershot is maybe talk about what it took for Lionheart to prepare for a shot, how did shot go, and then what are the next couple of months after shot going to be looking like. Is, and we won't know those answers until uh, the next two weeks are over, but definitely going to have you back on. Uh, but I know you got to go here in a, in a little bit, but I, if you've got a few minutes, I think that maybe uh, the audience might be interested in, in talking about Obviously, you know, you've got so many different variations of even just in this past few months of what the gun be has become. Um, mm -hmm. Just in basic terms, you don't have to go too technical, um, but basically from concept to release to market, you know, for the Vulcan at least, 
when did the idea of it started out as like you said the regulus mark ii but the idea of the next gun when did that idea happen and how long ago that happened so we can kind of get an idea of the timetable here you're not gonna like this answer <laughs> we've been working on the next generation of pistol since before the regulus was even launched there you go yeah absolutely yeah, and that's concept. So that's in CAD. That's talking amongst the, the design team to say, hey, what do we want to do? And we actually have a, it, it kind of went a roundabout way, but we designed an entirely new pistol um, and then took a couple of steps back and realized being small, we didn't have the resources, mainly being time and money to develop a pistol from the ground up. It, it, it takes a, just an obscene amount of money. Um, even what we did is an obscene amount of money. Um, right. So we we um, we went back to the drawing board. We launched the Regulus, and then uh, well, I think uh, right around the time of the Regulus launch, we launched the Regulus, and then I said, well, we can't. We've got to we've got to launch this new pistol um, in Shot Show of twenty twenty three, and uh, we're not going to be able to get this this one done. So I went back and we talked, uh, me and the design team, um, and, and I do some of the design, but I, you know, it's a team of us. Um, yeah. And we said, let's simplify this and, and make it something that we can do within a, within a year. So we did. And that's when I got to the point where I was like, I, I looked at the pistol and I was like, this is not enough. This, this is just not, this is just, it's just a, it's, yeah. it's really just a warmed over Regulus and there's nothing wrong with the Regulus, but we, we really need to captivate attention. We need to get. Yeah. If, if you've moved on from calling it the Regulus Mark II, then it doesn't need to be a warmed up Regulus. It needs to be a separate. Right actual gun absolutely yeah. yeah but that happened kind of the same time we just decided that while we love the regulus it needs to be modernized and, and as much modernization as we did it could no longer be called the regulus because it didn't it, it didn't look like the regulus now if you yeah. know the regulus and you see this new pistol you'll see regulus in it some but mm -hmm. but not a lot there's there is there's a lot of um give you a clue that you can no longer see the trigger bar anymore um, oh, the ergonomics are completely different. The ergonomics are that of no other OEM pistol that's ever existed ever. Um, the grips are that of no other pistol that you've ever seen before. And um, I kind of so dug the, the, the grips and the stippling pattern that you had on the regulars. I thought that was a really innovative. Uh, so I'm look, now you got me intrigued, man. You really got me thinking. <laughs> you like that one, you like this one even more. Uh, uh, oh, man. Some of the work. I mean, I once I can show you some of the work on the the new texturing on the the pistol and the grips. Uh, when my when I showed my programmer what we had done, he just looked at me like he wanted to kill me. It's it's I mean, just the programming effort to program just the freaking texture is obscene, and that's been. I mean, I I wish that um, I had a marketing guy. Uh, I wish I could afford a marketing guy to just follow me around like you see on YouTube and shit uh, yeah. and, and show the day in the life of, of Lionheart because it's kind of comical. We have a lot of inside jokes about how challenging everything is. And, and you know, I, I'm I'm responsible for a lot of that. Like I, like I talked to you a little bit offline. Sure. I am really particular, right? I, I have a certain way I want things. And I have designers that help me, right? I have a pistol engineer who's been working in the, the, the industry forever. Um, two of them actually, 
uh, designer and an engineer, and you know, and I'm an engineer too, but um, I, I know nothing compared to those guys when it comes to pistols. So, you know, I do a lot of the non-pistol particular design, yeah, sure. and then I leave that rest of it up to the experts. Um, and, and we all work as a team, but um, you know, so when they send me a design, I go back through it, and that's what I did when I had the the kind of the remember I told you about the regulus that we wanted to we wanted to launch for this year. We had to make it simpler, and but then it looked it didn't look different enough. So I actually took that model and I started, it's like thinking about a sculpting. I started cutting and shaping and doing all kinds of stuff, getting to what I wanted. And I didn't know what the end result was, but I knew some things that I wanted. And I, and overall, I had a general idea of the direction I wanted to head. Um, so I got it to where I wanted it, sent it back to my designers. They prettied it up because it, it's like, I was like sculpting with a chainsaw. That makes sense, right? No, I agree um, yeah, they're better at 3D modeling than I am. So I got overall the, I, I was able to convey my idea. It was like sketching, digitally sketching, send it back to them. They send it back to me. So um, I think you'll, you'll really love, um, I think you'll really love the design. I mean, I have a, um, I have a slide here. We posted this on Instagram. So it's not, this is not like um, anything proprietary, I guess, of that. But like, even like, I don't know if y'all can see this, but even this engraving. Yeah, actually, I can uh, click on you real quick here. Hold on here. Even this engraving. There we engraving, go. How about that? Yeah, I wish I could. Oh, wow. I can't. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Even this engraving, we spent, I won't even tell you how much time we spent getting the engraving right, the right width, the right depth. Um, it's actually tapered because this this cut, oops, which hand am I using? It's weird when you're doing this in a camera. So this hand. So it's backwards. This cut, this, this uh, angled surface tapers towards the it tapers bigger towards the front and smaller towards the rear. Yeah. Um, you know, getting that to line up and getting it to be in line with all that, getting the chevrons the right spacing, um, all that stuff. And then you notice Man, that this that cut thing looks badass. I'm not gonna lie. Well, if you notice this cut right here, this this face right here, this angled face. Notice that yeah. there's radii that connect that angled face. This there's radii at the top corner and there's radii at the bottom. Look at your pistol. Any of the pistols you own, they're sharp corners that they've tumbled. Um, or they come back with another cutter and knock that corner off. What we've done is we've used an end mill and we've run back and forth hundreds and hundreds of times while we're rotating this over to shape that. Wow. Because first, you can't use a custom tool because it's essentially this, this, this face is narrower on this end than it is on this end. So there's the profile doesn't, there's no, there's no constant profile. I can run a cutter down. So this is all surf. We call it surface millions where you take a, you take an end mill that's got a ball like a lollipop and you run it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And the reason why nobody else does it is because it's extremely time consuming and time is money, right? These five axis machines yeah. bill out at 150, $250 an hour. And it's just, you know, you're talking about minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes for one, just one radius, not even one slide. Um, but, this is the gun. I built the gun that I want, right? This is like, this is like every gun owner's dream is to have a firearms company where you can build what you dream of, right? And this is, this is what it does. This is what I want. Does everybody else want it? I guess we're going to find out in two weeks, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Those, those little details. And then for example, in, so we have the serrations, these chevrons, which are reminiscent of the, of the regulus, right? This is yeah, the regulus. those are even more. Yeah, I would say they're but, a little more dramatic. Um, they look, from my eyes, they look deeper too. It's, I love that thing. That's badass looking. 
There's actually two cuts. So we used a flat end mill to make the, the primary cut. And then we used a ball end mill. We went down in it again and made a secondary cut. And what that That's does, crazy. not only does it look cool, right? But really, it gives you, there's four edges for your fingers to hold on to. Because as yes. the meat of your finger buries in there, you've got four edges. So um, it, it's, uh, we actually talked about, you know, how we were going to uh, deburr those corners a little bit because they're very, very aggressive. But um, we like aggressive serrations. A lot of people like aggressive serrations. And yeah, um, yeah. I do. Uh, also, I, the I, sites, I like you know, these sites are now, oops. Oh, here, let me get to over here real quick. Here we go. These sites are much smaller, so we're not we're no longer using the SIG site or the uh, 1911 sites. These are SIG style dovetail, dovetails in okay. ours, and that just makes the overall profile of the pistol smaller. Um, look at the um, let me get the rotation right this way. Look at the extract extraction port, right? Like even like see this this angle that angle right there. It takes a really tiny end mill to make those corners, and that whole port is channeled all the way around nobody else is doing that there's there's nobody that's else with this nuts. level of detail um that's putting it into here so I, i'm not trying to toot around at home but i want people to understand um why why it took us this long and i also want people to understand why is the gun as expensive as it is because some people don't have an eye for the details which is fine um yeah. i am i am you know uh what do you want to say like uh um poisoned by the details um some you know it drives me crazy i can't just let it go you know even, even though when you've got to just like hey rob it's good enough let's run with it i i can't i can't i, I it's gotta be it's gotta be done right now so, there there has to come a point though and, and i'm sure this is where you fight the demons <laughs> all the time there's got to come a point you like, okay don't overthink this we've got to get this to market eventually so i've got to stop and be happy at some point um I know that's, that's tough for you, I'm sure. That's what Curtis does. I mean, Rob Curtis. <laughs> so in case you guys don't know, we call him the Robs. Um, Rob, when you hear Curtis, it's Rob Curtis, uh, who's a buddy of ours as well. But yeah, I, I, I think that Rob's been around the industry for a long time. Uh, he almost much. probably has to be kind of your support mechanism uh, to kind of maybe keep you, um, how do you say this, riled in a little bit to make sure that yeah. you, you don't go too nuts. <laughs> yeah. Rob he earns his asset. money, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Rob is an asset, and he he calls it like he sees it. He'll call me out, and I appreciate that. I, I'm a straight shooter, you know. I'll, I'll tell you how it is, and um, and so I appreciate people who do the same thing. It's a, you know, say Rob, this is not necessary, or Rob, we shouldn't do this, or um, let let's run with it. But I will say, um, you know, where where we wanted to go back and 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 maybe play with some of the internals, and maybe adjust the reset a tad. Um, yeah. maybe adjust the take up a tad when you start messing with the, that part of the, the, the trigger train, as we call it, um, you open up a can of worms uh, oh, yeah. that you have no idea that in and those changes in and of itself could take another year to finally prove out and then get through testing. So that was where Rob drew the line, Rob Curtis drew the line said, Rob, you know, we just, we can't, and you know, I did too, because we can't afford to be in development for another year because this is our, this is our only product. We don't have a catalog of, you know, 50 yep. pistols. So, uh, but it's been, you know, it's been really stressful. I'd love to say it's been fun. It has its moments, but the stress I'm kind sure. of overwhelms the fun of it. The fun is going to shot show um, and then getting the feedback and seeing what people think. Um, 
yeah, I, I think uh, that, you know, it's this big lead up to, to SHOT Show. I wish we could launch a pistol every year, but I would have uh, a lot more gray hairs. You can't really see them, but I've got a lot more gray hairs in my beard. Than oh, I you did. mean like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my beard, yeah. Just in my beard for some reason. I don't know. I hear you. Um, one kind of uh, – a couple quick questions. One of the questions out there from uh, our buddy Lance at Off the X, uh, he had uh, asked price point. You know, what are we looking for MSRP for the, the Vulcan? Um, so we're going to be around uh, 1200 bucks. Okay, uh, okay. That's kind of what I figured. That's about right. Sure. That's yeah, somewhere around there. Um, that's actually a little bit better than I thought. Yeah. I thought it could be a 14 yeah. or 15 maybe, you know? Right. You can get it up there if you option it up. We've got a fancy trigger. We've got a fancy hammer. Um, we've got some better coatings. Um, we will offer a PVD-coated pistol that's fucking oh, nice. sick. Like, yeah, all PVD-coated. Um, that's that's going to be our high-end model. Um, the nice thing, so, you know, these come with optics now, and so one of the consequences to make such a fancy freaking slide, You said they come with optics or they come with optic plates? They actually optic. come with optics? Okay, um, okay. We, wow. We offer, <laughs> so we may offer a version with optic installed. Sure. The reason why is what I'm getting at. Um, when, you, when you make a fancy slide like this, you need to make a fancy cover plate. So our cover plate follows that contour, which means we got a five-axis machine those profiles in, in a cover plate. And what do people do with the cover plate when they put an optic on? Yeah. They're yeah. gone. Yeah. So I'd like to offer a, a version if you want. If you want the Hollow Sun 507, you go to our website, you pick that model. It comes installed. It's sighted in because we test all our pistols. We test them all before. Now, we would shoot them you all send the cover plate with the gun, anyways, uh, just in case nope. they decide to take the optic off or it's one or the other? I would say no. Uh, we haven't they could probably go on. Uh, they could probably go on the website and buy that individually if they needed to, couldn't they? Yeah, you know, we probably just. I mean, I don't think enough people are going to want it. We would just, if somebody wanted it, they could just reach out to us and say, "Hey, I need a cover plate." And we would just there you go. Them off. Yeah. Um, but here's the reason why: if they buy us, if they buy the pistol with the optic installed, we can save them all that that money from yep. the cover plate. And then that cover plate, I mean, it's probably a fifty or sixty dollar cover plate, right? So the yep. bigger companies, um, the bigger companies are miming those cover plates. But miming has has some downsides. Uh, a, the molds are really really expensive. Um, you know, we're already over budget on this project, so we're not making a mold. Um, and, <laughs> I love the fact that you just throw it out there. We're already over budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. The budget and, went out the man, window six months ago, probably. It, it went out the yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and and mending is not going to give you the the detail that we need on the outside to to make it look good. There's nothing wrong with mending from a mechanical point of view because we use mend parts right. in our product. Mending in the in 2020 is a phenomenal process, but um, yeah, it's it's not uh, it's just an expensive. You know, when you want something fancy, like when you buy parts, and I hate to keep making this analogy because we're not Ferrari, but I'll make it because everybody understands it. When you buy a new seatbelt from Ferrari, I have no idea what it costs. I don't own a Ferrari, never have. But let's say a seatbelt for your Suburban costs 150 bucks. That same seatbelt for the Ferraris and cost you 800 dollars because they only made 500 of them, whatever they made. We're in that unfortunate boat. Like we would love to be a, we would love to be selling twenty thousand pistols and sell these at nine ninety nine or some rate that would just blow everybody out of the water. But we don't have the economies and scale to do it. Yep. So, 
Uh, but yeah, as far as the price point goes, uh, we mentioned SIG. The SIG Legion is actually what we benchmarked this gun against um, because, yeah. it, you know, and, and I love the SIG. I, I think they're a phenomenal company. I think they make phenomenal products. Um, but that's kind of our target. We want to be competitive with SIG, but we want to be really, we want to be better, right? Because when the underdog comes and shows up, they can't be just as good. They have to be better. And so yeah. um, the way that we're positioning ourselves to be better is just by making a more of a, uh, a, a desirable pistol, right? Um, because the SIGs already shoot so damn well. So yeah. we're shooting you know, as good. Some people might say we shoot better. Some people might say that they sig shoot better. But if you have people arguing over who shoots better, then you're right fucking there, right? Exactly. So, so then what can we improve on? Well, there's a lot to be improved on the sig from ergonomics, aesthetics, features and functions that are yeah. not directly related to firing. And that's what we've exactly. done. We've taken those things. So our optics uh, requires no adapters. Um, there's no cover plates, uh, not cover plates. There's no shims. There's no adapters. We're direct mount for four or five different optics. Um, yeah, and that was a question that just was popped up in the chat. Obviously, I said, is, is there an adapter plate or directly to the slide? So this is directly to the slide, which is crazy. Yeah, let me go ahead and uh, solo layout you. There you go. Yes, yeah, Snob yeah. says so, uh, adapter plates suck. They do. Yeah, Because so the they, they say it's going to work for this, it's going to work for that, it's going to work for this. Very rarely do they ever work with optics that you need it to work with, you know? Yeah, well, I can tell you, I have all the optics. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen optics sitting next to me. Now they're not all compatible with all fourteen, but those are the optics that we've um, been designing around. Some of them got shit canned yeah. because they're too big, like the Delta Loop, the the Delta um, Delta Point Pro, which I think is a phenomenal optic. I think Leupold's done an absolutely phenomenal job designing the optic, except for the button. I hate the button, but. The battery compartment, the glass, everything about it, I really do like. But it's huge, and we have a narrow profile pistol. Yeah, it'll fit on your 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 polymer frame striker fire guns because they're huge. They're really wide. But compared to ours, our our slide's only an inch wide versus the 1.2 inch you'll find in your Glocks. So right. we just couldn't fit it. I mean, we could, but it would look like a tumor. Same with the aim point. The aim point acro, like they use uh, the, the dovetail uh, fit, so it actually clamps. It clamps around the outside like this, and okay. it's just look. It just looks so bad. It gets hung up on stuff. So a lot of those that I have over there, we 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 shoehorn or we we shit can them. But all the sites that we say it's compatible with have been on this pistol, right? Um, okay. So, we'll so include, you know they're compatible. Yeah, and we'll include all the pins, screws, everything you need for every optic that we make. So yeah, the gun's not compatible with fifty different optics, but. We've picked the best optics for our pistol and made it compatible with those. End of story, right? Like, End of story, absolutely. Monster truck tires on your Civic? No, could you? Yeah, but so. Man, that could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah. Now, Clover now, did see an El Camino jacked up uh, with monster tires cool. on it. And it was like 18 cool. color primer, wasn't it, Clover? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> had stacks in the bed. I mean, I mean, it, and it was a, it was not only a jacked up four wheel drive; it was a jacked up four wheel drive dually. Oh, El a dually El Camino. Yes, wow. yes, yeah. That's yeah. hardly an El Camino anymore. That was I'm South like Carolina it. for you. Uh, oh, yeah. They can get crazy in South Carolina. Well, if you think about it, it's it's got a short profile, right? So it's it. it I mean, if you have the underpinnings of a truck, it might be pretty good at off roading. Who knows? It looks badass, though. You know, 
Uh, Clove, real quick, I know uh, before you head out, Rob, uh, Clove, are there any other questions or anything that you want to cover up real quick before he heads out? Yeah, I think we got everything squared away. The last one was uh, about the optics mount, so we got that covered. Yeah, I see that um, the gun snob mentioned screw every footprint but the RMR and the RMSC. So he'll be happy to know that, uh, yeah, that's what we said. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, here's the RMRCC fitted on there. You notice there's no gap or anything like that. Um, but then you can even take the, uh, where is my hollow sun? Well, I don't have, the hollow sun's in the box right now, but you'll have to forgive me. But it uses the same footprint as the shield. There's the shield. See how low that thing sits? Oh, wow. Yeah, notice, there's, notice there's a gap in the back. Well, we actually have a trim plate that, that pops in there and is held by one screw. Um, it's held by one screw and it holds the trim plate down and then it, it makes the gun still look super sexy and you've got your optics. So if you look at this and I'm trying not to let the optic fall off cause I haven't mounted it, but it's super low. So your, your sight radius stays very, very close to your optic radius and the sights are all co-witnessed. They're a lower third co-witness to your optic, which means that your irons are not going to block your, your optic, but they're still in the window. They're just below where yep. your red dot would be. So they have, I, I like to refer to it, and it, 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 it's a little complicated, but they have the same point of impact, if you adjust them so, um, the optic, I'm sorry, and from the factory, it'll be adjusted this way. They have the same point of impact mm -hmm. and a different point of aim, right? So to aim with the irons, you'd raise the pistol up a little bit higher and then tilt the barrel, that tilt the muzzle down, and that would give you the angle you need to, and it's natural. You don't have to think about it. You just have to imagine. I'm just helping you imagine it. So you've got, you know, you right. basically got two two lines that converge. Uh, how do I just two lines that converge, right? The upper line is your optic. The lower line is your 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 irons, essentially, and they all converge at 25 yards. And the closer those two are together, the longer they will stay convergent for, right? But when you have these guys stack their freaking optics, if you you've all been to the range, and some of you guys have, and we all have optics that are stacked high. The, lo the higher you stack your optic above your irons, the you get a hold over and everything else. Yeah, so your pistol's only going to be accurate. Um, and we're taught, you know, we, we are like splitting hairs here, but it's going to be less accurate at a wider variety of ranges than if you have a optic that's very, very close to your irons. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to acknowledge this, but uh, our buddy Pickle out in, Cal in California says this is available in California. Just move, bro. Like nothing's there's only like twelve guns available in the state of California. Move. Like yeah. that's just the way it is. Either move or don't ask, because we all know the answer to that. <laughs> Even if it was uh, legal in California, I, I I have big regards about selling anything to California. I have a long story I you have to. you guys. Yeah. It, it sounds bad, but they they've yeah, dug themselves in a hole, you know. It's I not think, even guns. They're just super litigious about everything. You know, on, on the other, my other company, the survival company, Exotech, um, we got threatened to be sued for uh, not complying with Prop 65. And we, you know, I could argue that all day long, but it was some, it, it's basically legal extortion. They're, and they're doing that for multiple, multiple things over there. I just want nothing to do with California at all in, in any parts of any of my businesses. That's crazy oh, that it, it extends into other industry and stuff as well. It is, yeah, wild. because it's the way they write the laws. They allow civilians to sue um, if you it, it becomes, you know, a civil. So the, the criminal laws can be expanded into civil. I'm no attorney, but, you know, what's traditionally reserved for the state to sue businesses for noncompliance. Now 
consumers can see. So what they do is they go, for example, and, and I'll just do it real quick because I don't want people to be confused. Um, but they basically said our fire starters expose you to uh, carbon monoxide and soot because they start a fire. And we needed to label our products to say they could expose you to carbon monoxide and soot. <laughs> well, so it's everything in this world that can start a fire, a lighter, matches, fireplace, any, any logs, anything you split wood, that wood should have a sticker on it. If you split wood and you sell it in the store of California, it needs to have a Prop 65 sticker on it. Wow. And so what they do is they go to like a company like REI, they go to the section that's all fire starting, uh, or, you know, camp and cookware is, the, is actually the category. And they pick a product off of every peg and they buy samples and they literally look up the legal address and they mail them a letter and they sue them and say, pay me 20 grand or I'm going to sue you. And they know lawsuits can cost over hundred grand. So guess what? 20 grand, 20 grand, 20 grand, 20 grand, 20 grand from all these companies. And you can look this all up. It's all public information. It's all on the website. Wow. That's extortion state. and one hell of a racket, by the way. It's a huge racket. And I was so upset when it happened. You know, like we're small, we're, we're super small. And, and they know, grand. and they, uh, you said they know this. They know that yeah. unfortunately it's easier for you to spend 20 grand than 100 grand on a lawsuit. Yes. That's, you know, if I, in a future life, if I had Elon Musk FU money, I would have literally just taken it to court just to see that, that guy. Yeah. And yeah, just to, and yeah, just, 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 just for the purpose of it. You know what I mean? Just for the fuck of it. So anyway, long story short, um, I love California as a state from a geographic point of view and from visiting, but the politics are just, they're, they're oh, 100%. At least he's, Calaveras is smart enough to know that you are smart. So, yes, he's incredibly intelligent. Um, you don't understand. <laughs> I just I, I'm, just a, I'm just a dumb crayon eater, and I literally feel very self conscious being in the same uh, air as this guy. But uh, no, he's very intelligent. Um, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not hard to tell. Um, but yeah, this is one of those that, uh, <laughs> Chris out there, that's funny. <laughs> this video has been known to cause cancer in the state of California. This is true. This is true. Um, I, I know that you've got to go, um, real quick. Uh, I want to give you a few minutes to kind of talk to the audience out there, um, and tell where they can find you websites. I know you're over on Instagram and Facebook and all that. Um, if, if they need to get a hold of you through email or something, uh, maybe I don't know if you want to, but if you if you have a customer service or a, an info email that they can get a hold of, they want to ask questions. Uh, go ahead. I want to give you a few minutes to kind of plug uh, the business and all of your uh, and I'll have all the links and all that into the description here after the, the podcast is over. But uh, yeah, for sure. Go ahead and plug your company and plug plug your social medias or anything they need to know about you and the company. Yeah, so you can go to our website, uh, www.lionheartindustries.com. Um, we're going to be launching a new website here. That's that's the website that um, I guess it, it still remains after the acquisition, um, which happened about two years ago. So we're working on a new website, on a new platform. Uh, we're working on improving the photos. So the website's it, it's okay. Um, that's one way you can reach us. There's a contact us form there. Um, the VIP contact, uh, which we don't put on there, it, but for you guys, you guys are all VIP, um, is we care. Just, we care at lionheartindustries.com. And that usually goes to Rob Curtis. Um, and then he kind of distributes it out to whoever needs to see it from there. Um, Instagram, uh, I don't go on Facebook very much. Um, I, I try to, we're just so busy and, and same with Rob. Um, but Instagram is the best channel if you, if you want to interact with us. Um, we post uh, on the stories. I'll post teasers. You can see manufacturing stuff. 
I've talked about doing some live. I, I keep talking about doing a live like every Friday and showing the manufacturing. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, cool. it's a time thing right now. We're just in a big time crunch, but hopefully after SHOT Show, um, I know people dig it. I dig it. I've always loved manufacturing. That's why I'm here. Um, but, you know, you get to see, uh, obviously not just me, but you get to see uh, the programming team. You see the machines run. Um, you know, we even go over like some of the challenges here and there. Um, so that's what we've talked about. But in, if we if we do that, it'd be Instagram and YouTube. We don't really have an active YouTube channel yet. There again, it's a time thing, but uh, that's the best way to reach us. And then just keep an eye out for this launch. Um, you know, you'll see some information on Instagram. Uh, it, hopefully, it'll be hard to miss. Hopefully, it'll capture enough attention um, at Shot Show that you'll see it written about in in the blogs, whatever blogs you guys read. Hopefully, it'll be written about in those. Um, but yeah, all I ask is give us a chance, give us a try. Um, Get a hold of a pistol from your local dealer, from a friend, whoever you can find it from. And uh, you know we're still working on penetrating the the markets and getting them in dealers. It's, it's it's hard to do because the dealers want you guys to reach out and say, hey, we want this pistol um, before they'll carry it. They won't just carry the pistol as as good as it is. They they've just been screwed too many times. So they want to hear it from the customer. So if you like the pistol and you're interested in one, tell your local dealer, hey, can you bring the Lionheart Vulcan in? um for uh, uh, you know now can can yeah. someone's local gun shop buy directly from you guys or they need to go through a distributor? distributor no we don't sell through distributors uh we like to keep the family close so the best way is just to have to reach out directly um we have low minimums you know like we're trying to get out there we're trying to get our name known so we don't have you know a fifty thousand dollar minimum purchase like some of the bigger companies do you can buy one pistol from us as a dealer and you know that's that's our thank you for checking into the brand and, and checking out the pistol and, and we'll stand behind it just the same as if you bought 50 pistols so yeah tell your dealers if you're interested tell your dealers to carry one um we don't yet have a range program yet but it's something we like to talk about uh maybe towards the end of of this year is setting a range demo so we can distribute what that is is we distribute pistols to these these dealers who have ranges um, at a very, very steep discount. They put it on the range and let you guys uh, rent it. It's usually five or 10 bucks to rent them. Um, so we're working on that, but it won't be until we're in full production. Absolutely. Uh, Clove, I want to give you a few minutes to ask any last questions to Rob or anything like that uh, before we head out, uh, before Rob heads out. We're not going to head out, but Rob will have to head out here in a little bit, I think. But uh, do you have anything? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. We're getting a, an echo. We're getting an echo. Yeah, we are getting an echo. Yeah, that's um yeah um, all right so rob we will uh see you in a couple of weeks i can't wait to see you again brother thanks for coming on and we're definitely going to have you on after shot uh but anything closing you want to talk about before you head out we're good to go we're good to go no i really appreciate you having us or having me on uh it, it means a lot you guys have been here since uh the very beginning always, and always. going uh we we appreciate loyal follower followers more than you know Absolutely. Well, uh, we'll see you in a couple we'll weeks, my friend, and uh, we'll have to have a drink or something and relax for a second. I would love to. Love to. What days are you going to be there? Uh, we get in uh, we Saturday, Saturday, and we'll leave. I'll leave Friday I'll afternoon. Leave Friday afternoon. Oh, you're there all week? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, be there all week. Cool. Be there all week. Yeah, come. I can't wait to. I can't wait to show it to you in person and uh, see. I can't wait either. either. <laughs> see if it holds up to how I've sold it. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine, bro. Sure <laughs> Thanks again. I, I appreciate it. Uh, safe travels. Uh, getting the shot show, and uh, we'll you talk too. soon. Thanks to everybody who watched the podcast. Uh, we really do appreciate it, and keep a lookout for the launch. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. Appreciate Thank you. you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, guys.
Be safe. You got it. You got it. Be safe. All right, that was Rob from Lineheart. Uh, Rob's a great guy. Obviously, we've already established incredibly intelligent um, and all of that. But, um, yeah, it was great to have him on for the hour and uh, talk about the new Vulcan 9. And I can't wait um, to get my hands on it in person. I've got the uh, Regulus, and, and I love that gun. Um, but the Vulcan kind of seems like it's going to be a, a step up and, and everything. So, uh, yeah, the echoes gone. I think for it was fine the whole time. Maybe something happened on his on his end there at the end. But uh, yeah, um, but thanks for Rob for coming in for sure. Um, let's go through the polls real quick, Clover. You got a second to hang out for a minute? Well, of course. What else am I gonna do? I mean, what else are we gonna do? We got no life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you guys know that every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday we go through our ghost tactical polls. Over in our YouTube community tab, we have a little fun with it. Uh, so let's get to these real quick. Last Thursday, um, uh, let's see here, 2.2 thousand votes. This was of these, which would you most like to visit? Uh, excuse me, the Grand Canyon, the Statue of Liberty, Mount Rushmore, or the White House, Clove? Uh, which one of those would most interest you? Freedom again? Statue of Liberty, Mount Rushmore, the White House. And Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Been there, been there. Um, mm-hmm. Man. That's tough. Statue of Liberty would require going to New York. This is true. Like, there, there, that is man. the downside of it, possibly. But then the White House requires going to D.C., right? I see. I I know a lot. I I love DC. Um, I'm a big history guy. I yeah. love DC. Now I know that the the laws and all of that are kind of so, iffy in DC. But as far as a city, I really enjoy DC. So let me ask you this. I'm going to get real yeah. technical. So when you say so when you say go to the Statue of Liberty, I'm assuming you mean you're able to go on tours. You're not just going. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So literally going into the white house, not just like at it from the, yeah, not walking past on, on Pennsylvania Avenue, actually a white house tour. Yeah. Yeah. Probably that would be, that would be pretty neat. There's a lot of history in DC. Like you said, first of all, yeah. Uh, Smithsonian's there. There's a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool Um, stuff. Yeah. And then being able to go in because there's a lot of cool stuff in there too. So uh, Yeah. yeah, I think maybe that, I think there'd be, I think there'd be more to see that way. Statue of Liberty. I mean, even if you walk up it, you know, what I mean, what do you, what do you get? I mean, you're you're looking more? out at the ocean, really. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So a lot more to see, just all around, not only in the inside the White House, but the city. So probably the White House. Yeah. Yeah, I I would probably go White House, uh, followed closely probably by Mount Rushmore. Now here's the thing with Mount Rushmore. I don't think I'd want to do a tour because once again, what are you gonna do? Like. You know, I don't even know if there is a tour of going inside the faces of Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore is something that I definitely have on my bucket list. I just think that that is a, a an engineering marvel, really. Um, I think it's cool as hell. I, I would like to go see Mount Rushmore before I die. Uh, but yeah, taking the White House tour, probably been to the Grand Canyon and all that. Um, and it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, the White House tour would be cool, followed by Mount Rushmore, probably. Statue of Liberty, you know, it probably comes last on my list, to be honest with you, um, for a lot of reasons. I have no desire to go to New York. Um, I think the Statue of Liberty is cool. 
but whatever. Um, 2.2 thousand votes. 62% of you said the Grand Canyon. I get that. Um, I've been there. It's definitely got to be on the bucket list. You know it, I mean? If you've never been to the Grand Canyon, yeah. go to the Grand Canyon. It's Beautiful. literally, there was an old thing. Um, I don't remember what it was on, but someone said one time that the reason why there's such a huge charge and why there's no such thing anymore as one-way uh, car rentals is because they'd all end up in Vegas or the Grand Canyon. And that's probably true. <laughs> all rental cars, if you could just drive one way and not be charged for the whole trip, and you could just drop them off wherever, they'd all end up in Vegas or the Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon is spectacular. It really is. It's, it is truly something you must see in your life, 100%. I don't disagree with that. Uh, 62% say Grand Canyon. 22% say Mount Rushmore. 9% say Statue of Liberty, and only 8% say they want to go to the White House. Now, I, I have to tend to believe Political that a lot of that has to do with actually going to D.C. and the craziness that's there. Uh, but if you take all that out of the equation and just say going on a White House tour would be kind of badass. Just well, or the political thing, right? Yeah, I mean, or the political thing. People are thing, just yeah, so sure. polarized with politics or whatever. It's sure. like. Or, you know, FJB or whatever, you know, yeah. I, you know I don't want to go to no Biden White House. It's the White House. There's history there. Like, yes. get over yourself. That's my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, next question. 1.6 thousand votes of these. What's your most important gun goal for 2023? Your options, buy more guns, stock up on ammo, take a training class or other. 1.6 thousand votes. Clover. Uh, do you have a kind of a gun goal for 2023? Once again, I was out in the chat and not paying attention. Give me the. Oh, uh, the choices are buy more guns, stock up on ammo, take a training class, which I think is what you're going to pick, and yeah. then other. Um, do you do you have a um, man? Let's a, go a other. gun goal. I don't bet on yeah. buying anything. Yeah. So uh, maybe experience more or certainly a lot of stuff uh coming down the line in 23 so yeah hopefully i'll at least get some experience with that um but yeah i mean I, yeah spending money's not in the cards and <laughs> that's all i'll say about training yeah i hear you uh now marcus wants to know um, have any of you seen this tombstone nine millimeter lever action rifle? I don't know how I feel about it. I like it, but I think it's ridiculous. It's kind of like a, a moth attracted to a flame with that thing. It's POF, uh, man. So that's, that's, that's the new POF one, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the new, that's Frank. I want to say design. that's Frank's last design, right? Yep. 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 So I get the, I get the point with it. It's, it's interesting. Um, I think there's going to be no doubt it's quality because it's POS. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. So it's going to be a solid. It's, it's gonna also going to cost rifle. you a little bit of money, but you, you're going to get what you pay for yeah. 100%. Uh, it's going to be a solid rifle, no doubt. Uh, Frank has never designed garbage, and POF does not machine garbage. So, yeah. um, you know, that said, I do I do get it. It's a little bit goofy. Um, it's, it's different. And I, I think that, it's a play because, first of all, interesting and, and goofy and all of that can still be fun. I mean, sure. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and but I think it's also a play on the whole fifty state legal and everything. 
Yeah. Uh, if, yeah, if you notice, absolutely. if you notice, they are uh, they are producing. They do have magazines in in varying capacities. So yeah. Now, and, and you know this, uh, you were closer to Frank than I was. I met him a couple times, but you were you were closer to him than I was. But I know even from my dealings with him. Uh, there was a part of him that was F you to all oh, Patriot, of that. One hundred and like 80 percent. Frank right. Patriot. Like, but it, there was a part of him that the the 50 state uh, compatibility was a thing to him. Yeah, I, it's for a thumb, reason, it's it was more of, of a challenge. You know what I'm saying? It was more of a yeah. challenge to him. Yeah, like thumb in the nose. Right. I mean, exactly. Frank was yeah. the, Frank was that kind of guy. So, I mean, it totally makes sense that. You know that's something POF would put out, and that and the motive behind it being the whole. Yeah. You know we're gonna we're gonna make this happen whether you like it or not. Yep. Um, as far as my gun goals, I'm kind of where you are, and I've been saying this for a long time. I probably I'd like to get a revolver in 2023, and it might be that damn zinc bullpup if that comes to fruition. I don't know. I'm gonna go check it out at Shot Show, but if that thing actually has a working model, that'd be tough to turn down. But yeah, for me, it would, it, would, it would probably be expanding. I did a lot of expanding my mind this year. People don't realize how much into 1911s I got this year. I've got three of them now. Um, that is odd because I was never a 1911 guy. But um, a carry 1911 is great, which will be some videos coming out on that. Plus, I got a couple 10-millimeter 1911s this year. So those are, are great. So expanding... I'm not saying changing. Uh, I'm, I'm never going to be a FUD. <laughs> but I will say that expanding my interests and being open to uh, different things and newer things, I, I definitely want to say that, um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to buy more guns. I am going to stock up on some ammo. I'm going to take some training classes. But I think for me, the biggest one would be to, like you kind of, like you said, experience some newer stuff. Be willing, I should say, be willing to experience some different things in our industry and all of that. So that, that's kind of what I'm looking for um, as well. Forty-five uh, percent of the one point six thousand votes said stock up on ammo. Twenty-nine percent say buy more guns. Twenty-one percent say take a training class and. Uh, Five percent say other, and a lot of those. Um, well, there was a, there was a bunch of different things. A lot of them were kind of like we said, try something new, uh, or it was. I want to say D, all of the above is what a lot of the comment, you know, that kind of comment and all of that. Um, so yeah, and I, I we've been talking to some industry people that are friends of ours. Uh, especially the, in the lead up to shot show. And there is a little bit, uh, I, I don't think anyone's nervous, but there is some scuttlebutt from a lot of the industry people that are, are really unsure of what 2023 is going to be like, uh, as far as the buying power of the consumer in, in the firearm industry, no one's really sure what's going to happen. Um, and so there, there is a little bit of that. So if you, if you have the money and you have, the ability, um, you know, make a point to go and support some of your favorite industrial companies, manufacturer companies that are putting guns out this year. And, you know, make sure that you're supporting them because we don't know what 2023 is going to be like. It's going to be interesting the next couple of years until the, the next presidential election. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, do that for sure. Uh, our last... 
uh, kind of goes into what we're going to talk about next with Clover and I. But our last question in the poll was put out yesterday. It's got over 800 votes. What kind of podcast do you listen to? And your choices are kind of gun to a podcast and sports podcast, military podcast, or business podcast, or other. Um, Clover's a lot like me. My podcasting, uh, very little goes to the gun and two way stuff. Not because I don't care. It's just, I, I'm listening to podcasts. A lot of podcasts I listen to are military or they're sports or entrepreneurial or comedy or something like that. Very few of them are, uh, gun slash two way podcasts. Usually the ones I listen to like that are my buddies podcast, my friends of mine that are in the, um, podcast world and, and do live streams and all that. Uh, for you, Clover, do you have a, a, a niche that you find yourself listening to most on podcast form? So did you give options on that? I didn't hear Yeah, gun, gun or two-way podcast. Okay. That's one of them. That's a no. Uh, sports ball podcast. No. Military podcast. No. Business podcast. No. Or other. Yeah, it had to be other. Um, yeah. I tend to gravitate toward – now, now, let me back up and say that, that – you know, our, our fellow creators out there, our colleagues, like those, I do, you know, I do get into a, to watch later playlist. A lot of times yeah. they play in the background while I'm doing mm-hmm. things or whatever to get them watch time and other things. But if you're talking about like actively listening, um, I don't know where, what category you'd put it in, but it's, I tend to gravitate more toward the casual conversational podcasts. Sure. And yeah. by that, I mean, Joe Rogan, Bill Maher. Yeah. Just that, that type random, of thing. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan experience, and what is Bill Mars Club Random? Club Random, Club random. Yep. Um, but even then, it depends on the guest, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, like, there's yeah, some guests I can absolutely care less about. I'm not, it's like, no way, I don't I care less about a conversation, you know, with that person. Um, yeah. but you know, I'm in the middle of a Neil Grass Tyson one with Rogan now, um, yeah, that at some point I missed, and it's like. It's, it's awesome. I mean, it, it, I'm big into yeah. space. I, I watch a lot of, uh, when you're talking about content, not necessarily podcast, right? Sure. Um, I watch a lot yeah. of science and space and, and things like that. Um, so, yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to say I don't like Rogan's podcast. I do like Rogan's podcast, but I get tired of Rogan's podcast. Let's be honest. Depends on who it is. Um, that's what I'm saying. It depends on who it is. Uh, I, I'm not one of those people that are going to make sure I, I go can... listen to every episode of Rogan, but I'm going to go check out who's on. Yeah. Uh, I tell you one, we, you know, I've talked about this before. Um, if you haven't checked out recently, I don't say recently, it was recent, uh, last month or so. Um, the Rogan interview with, uh, Steven Crowder, um, two very intelligent guys, two very outspoken guys. I'm a big fan of Crowder, uh, not necessarily of what all, all he says all the time, but just how he presents himself. He, he can tear down someone and still try to keep it somewhat civil and respectful. And I appreciate that. Uh, now there are times when he'll just going to rip you down when you need to be ripped down. But he, he, even when he does interviews, especially like the, you know, change my mind, he's incredibly intelligent, but he's, he tries not to tear down the other side. It's a respectful conversation. And I respect that about Crowder, uh, but having the Crowder and Rogan, um, uh, they could, they could, if they ever decided to do a podcast together, like full time, they would rule the world. I think, <laughs> well, 
I, you know, I tend to again, uh, Bill Maher and, and Rogan. Mm. That's my that's my top two. No, I hear you. Yeah, and I would agree with you that more often than not, um, I probably gravitate more toward Bill Maher. Yeah, and the reason I do is it's just so laid back and casual as far as which which is odd. And when you say Bill Maher, if you're if you yeah, know much you about Bill Maher that. from ten years in yeah. the HBO show, the laid yeah. back conversation is not what he was known for back then, right? Um, but you know, and then the the guest, right? Like yeah. like Rogan, it's it's he has a lot of weird people on, and I just don't care for Rogan's him. a weird dude. Let's be honest, and and. Mar has, um, you know, he has celebrities, of course, and then he has, you know, I don't, I don't know what you would call it, like social figures and right. you know, things of that nature. Um, yeah. But what's what's crazy about it is you, you would think that, oh well, you know, Clover's just watching that because it's a celebrity. But here's the thing: is like they don't talk business or anything, right? Really. Yeah, like. That's like the the unspoken rule of that podcast is like we don't discuss business and work and stuff like that. So they really don't talk about their projects and their history and their movies and their or their yeah. music. I mean, his one with Gene Simmons was just I haven't like, seen that one awesome. yet, but you, you said you said it was oh, incredible. Man, it was so awesome. And like they didn't talk about, you know, kiss and music and, and, and a lot of that stuff. I mean, they talked about their personal lives and going out to eat with certain people and there's just all these little stories and stuff. Yeah. Right. And it was just, it's freaking cool. It is cool. Uh, 40% say the gun to a podcast, which is nice. Kind of, Thank you. That, that, Thank that's you. awesome. You're making it for me and Clover. Um, <laughs> right. right. Uh, Thank you. Exactly. 23% say military podcasts. And that makes sense. A lot of my people that, that are subscribed to my channel, they, they fall onto that. Uh, I'm a huge military podcast. I, those are the ones that I listen to the most, probably. Um, that uh, Some of my friends, good friends in my life, have podcasts, so I always listen to them on the military side. But yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of military podcasts. Uh, sports podcasts, 9%. My new favorite podcast, and I mentioned this several times before, uh, is called the New Heights Podcast. And it's uh, Travis Kelsey, the tight end, Hall of Fame, going to be Hall of Fame tight end from the Kansas City uh, Chiefs. And his brother, Jason Kelsey, who will be a Hall of Famer, he's a center for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they do it every week, like on Wednesday or Thursday. They, they put out a new podcast. And sometimes they'll have guests. They, they talk football? Sure, they do. But they just—they—it's they, just two brothers. It's—it's it's hilarious. Two brothers having a podcast, and I—I've uh, fallen in love with this podcast. It, it cracks me up, and that's ultimately for me. I want to be entertained. Um, ultimately, that's what podcasts for me are for—to are entertain me. Um, I'll be doing work and all that, but I'll have my earbuds on at work, and I'll be listening to a podcast. And every now and then, people look at me strange. I'll just start like giggling. You know, you know, I was blue. They're like, "What the hell?" Like. What are you laughing at? Oh, I'm listening to the podcast. Sorry. Uh, other was at 22%. And then business, uh, business, 6%. Now, other, the vast majority of the comments for other, and I don't think of it very much. My daughter is a huge one. This is what almost all she ever listens to are the crime, the whodunit, the crime podcast. They are huge, apparently. Uh, I don't listen to them, but a bunch of people do. And my daughter is one of them. She'll, she'll listen to a couple of different ones. And that's all she ever listened to on podcasts or the crime or the whodunit, you know, the first 48 type kind of stuff. 
Um, that's a big thing apparently. So, uh, not for me, but that is a huge one. So, uh, those are the, the, uh, huge, huge, huge. Yeah. Those are definitely the, um, the polls for the week. Um, now before we get going, um, think maybe um we can talk about it we've we've people have kind of hint we've, we've been hinting about it we kind of did a um a little ad lib kind of on the fly sunday night ghost and clover podcast that we've been doing now for five years that said um this has been a couple months in the working we still got another couple months maybe possibly to finish working it out yeah. But um, we are going to have an official Ghost and Clover podcast, and we're going to have an official Ghost and Clover YouTube channel that would be primarily for the podcast. But we'll also do some maybe some collab videos and all that. Um, it is out there already. Uh, there is a YouTube channel. It's just Ghost and Clover, like and the, the and sign the Ambrose's whatever how you say that. The, Good luck the, finding it. But yeah, well, yeah, because it's brand new today uh, <laughs> and we don't have any content on it yet. But um, uh, Clover, I don't know if, if you if you're able to. I'm on my phone. Do you have a way to maybe put the link out there? I, can, I can try, but that's assuming that I can find that it. you can find it again. Sure. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can certainly try. Uh, let's see. And we've already we're not we're not saying it's already done, but. Uh, it looks like we have already secured. It possibly looks like we've already possibly can, can, uh, gotten the title sponsor for the podcast, which is very, very oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is this it? Is it? Nope. That ain't it. But one of the things that we're interested in and, and all that, and we're obviously looking uh, to get some feedback from you guys. Now, this podcast isn't going to necessarily be a gun slash two-way podcast um where there'll be gun talk and all that absolutely that's part of our lives that's not going to ever leave but this is going to be kind of what we've been talking about other podcasts it's going to be a conversation of two people it can be talking about food or music or movies or politics or, or sports ball or you know comedy whatever um, but what we're going to do, we're going to have several segments in this. We're going to each probably bring a segment to the table for that conversation. And then what we found, um, Sunday night, thanks to you guys that were part of that ghost and Clover podcast Sunday night brought up an idea of maybe a crowd, uh, random topic. And so, yeah, that's gonna be part of it. We're going to, we're going to go out there and, and let the crowd enter into the random drawing picker and whoever gets chosen. We'll get to give us a, a topic to talk about for 10 or 15 minutes, which which I think would be different than a lot of other podcasts. Is you, you guys are going to be able to interact and be able to be part of the podcast uh, and all of that. Um, is this going to be a lot of nine? It's going to be a lot of nine millimeter. Now, the word 40 caliber will be banned from this next podcast. I'm just saying. Um, well, I want to say that you'll never hear me say it. I'm not going to speak for Clover, but you'll never hear me bring up 40. Uh, well, there will not, be not a lot saying, of nine millimeter, a lot of twenty-two LR. You know, yeah. The only acceptable reason to mention forty is to say forty sucks. That's only yeah, thing. yeah. Um, you know, there's there's two things that the forty is good for: upgrading to a ten millimeter or upgrading to a three fifty-seven SIG. Either one is is, is acceptable. Either That's one's true. acceptable. You know, 
another thing, I know we're talking about the Ghost and Clover, and I did find the link, and I'll get it out there. Interesting oh, nice. Enough, interestingly enough, YouTube.com forward slash at Ghost and Clover. So <laughs> I forget. I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not used to the handles that, yeah. that YouTube's using yet because that would be a hell of a lot easier to give out. <laughs> yeah, that worked using the handle behind YouTube.com. It actually worked. Um, but we've got to go live. Um, and uh, do sometime a, this in the next week or so, yeah. Wonder for the sweepstake, maybe Friday, maybe we can do that. I don't know. That might be a kind of a cool inaugural Ghost and Clover yeah. podcast is announcing the Ghost and Clover giveaway. So, so what that means, since we haven't done it already, what that means is if you haven't gotten in or if you're looking to pad your chances and take advantage of the you know, get five stickers, get a free entry, or whatever the case may be. Yep. Uh, there are still some uh, spots available on that. So there has been a little now. bit of a rush in the last week. So there's not that many left. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's not. I, you know, I'm gonna say thirty, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the, the spreadsheet. Up, yeah, so we, we sold sure. quite a bit in the last week over the last weekend, actually. So yeah, go check out that link, uh, clovertech.com/slash/shop2023. If you want to get any last minute, and once again, for every five in, uh, stickers, you get an extra entry. And you don't, if you want to, we've had a bunch of this, and I think this we've is awesome. 14, Clover and I have talked about it. We've got fourteen You've people, th- by the way, that have gotten five or more. Yeah. So we've got several have gotten ten or more. Oh uh, yeah, which is yeah, awesome. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Five or more. We've got fourteen yeah. that's done five or more. So and and I love the fact that people are gifting these. Uh, there, there's yeah. be someone that possibly yeah. could win the whole shebang. That doesn't even know that they're entered. That's an awesome thing. So thank you, everyone that's out there doing that is a gift. That was an awesome thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun to see that uh, that happen. So, yeah, if you want to uh, donate entries for anybody, uh, just get us on DMs or email or something and, you know, and let us know. Yeah. And then also, if you want to um, pick the number of the sticker that you want, got a certain lucky number or whatever it might be from one to 200 um, yeah. as long as that's not already been chosen by somebody uh, you can request that as well so yeah. oh uh, and, and by the way specific number absolutely we had this but the the whole five and you get an extra entry um don't have to be doesn't have to be all at once so if you no, picked up no, one no. if you picked up three or whatever and you want that extra entry now's the time to get in those those extra couple or whatever it might be yeah. um as I long you as had, you had someone that bought four yeah the and then you're like hey yeah. i'm not saying you have to but if you get one more you get an extra yeah. entry you know yeah. I'm, like, I'm not trying to force you about anything <laughs> but you got four and if you get five you get an extra so just to let you know and he's like oh crap okay i'll go get another one so yeah yeah yep. it's uh but we're really excited uh like i said the Ghost and Clover YouTube channel is going to be primarily the home base for the podcast. Now, when we do the live podcast, um, we'll, we will probably, at least starting out to cultivate that audience, we will live stream to my channel and to Clover's channel, obviously, the, all three at the same time. Um, but eventually, we'll fade those out and, and just be on the Ghost well, and Clover channel. Well, and replay, uh, replay will not be available. Replay oh no no as soon as we available. go off we're making it unlisted so the only place you can find it on replay will be the ghost and clover channel yes right exactly but to kind of cultivate that audience and get people over the ghost and clover channel we will simulcast it on each of our channels obviously yeah, and, at the same time and i don't have a problem if we just always do that quite honestly yeah, sure. i mean you know 
if we're going to unlist it and, and it live and replay over there, you know, anyway, it doesn't absolutely doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, but we got a lot of cool plans. Um, we got a lot of ideas, and, and, and I'm not saying it's going to happen February one or whatever. I would probably say we got a lot of stuff we've got to do. We've got artwork. We've got to do setting up podcasts, uh, you know, streams and all of that. Uh, we've got all sorts. We got yeah. the sponsors. Like I said, we've got. We think we've got one, but we've got a couple more sponsors to look for. It shot. I think. I don't think that'll be be difficult. And quite I don't think it's difficult. But we've got to set know, up all the, the, the ads and, and the clips and all that stuff. It's a week and a few days before you know, at least me before you know, I had the shot. And yeah. I, I would not be surprised if we had the sponsor spots on mm-hmm. uh, or ad spots or whatever you want to call them on the podcast filled before we ever go to shot. Which is no, I, I, I don't think I don't think it's getting the we, sponsors done. It's just getting the yeah. actual media side of the ads and all of that done. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. the commercials, if, if you will, uh, to place in the podcast. We've already got a bunch of industry interest in helping. Like I said, we've already pretty much. Uh, not going to say it's official, but we're we're fairly certain we've got the 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 title sponsor uh, taken care of, which they actually went in a little bit heavier than we thought they would go into, which is awesome. Thank you. Um, but yeah, well, it's one of those things we we've got we've got we've got some back behind the scenes things we got to get done before we actually go live with it. Well, and we're talking about doing every other week at least for the yeah. first year or whatever, and so the. Uh, we've got to get, get to moving pretty quick on it with that in mind, because we do, again, we do got that title sponsor or the yep. powered sponsor. Um, and there was a 20 episode commitment. So you're yep. talking about to get 20 episodes every other week in a year. Yep. You, yep. you do the, do the math, right? Exactly. Okay. So there's only 52 weeks in a year. So, you know, yeah. And we haven't, we haven't come up with the day and, and it may not be the same day in time all the time, depending on schedules, but, uh, we're, that's another thing we've got to take into consideration. Um, I, I kind of like the Sunday night, uh, really no too. one's going, no one's really going live anymore, kind of at the eight o'clock spot central, uh, and all of that. So maybe that's something, we, but it may not be that every time we go live, but, uh, we'll let you know the schedule now snob out there says, so there's a rumor going around. You guys are also starting a joint only fans account. Maybe chase spread that rumor. Well, Chase is only spreading that room because it's actually going to be a menage a trois only fans. It's going to be a, a three-way only fans. So if you're wanting to see Chase involved in some of this action, um, be on the lookout for that as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think you'll ever see us on uh, only. Uh, oh, God, Chase yeah. is out there saying only FUDs. Yeah. Now Chase has a link, but you can. Well, you jump know what they, uh, you know what I, what I always say is, my shotguns ring on the moist of the yard. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, but no, we're we're excited about this. We're working on some graphics and the logos and the banner art that you see on the YouTube channel. That's just for us to kind of get going. That's going to be an ever evolving. Uh, artwork and all that that's just something that we put together quickly today just to get the channel going because we want to start cultivating um that channel a little bit getting people aware of what's going on but we really are excited this, that doesn't mean that we're not going to do this podcast we're going to do the armistice podcast every week clover's still going to have his series of podcasts that he does uh this is going to be something extra that we're doing that um uh, it's kind of you know what we talk about on sunday is 
you know, and I think this is where everyone is, you know, yes, I love talking guns. I love talking two way stuff, but that's not the only part of my life. We all have different interests and this is literally going to be kind of just a hanging out, a fun podcast to talk literally whatever the topic we want to talk about. Uh, Once again, guns and firearms and all of that two way is going to be involved because that's, that's part of who we are, but that's not all we are, you know? Um, So that's what we're excited about. It's just having a conversation about just random stuff that interests us. I think it's going to be interesting. Like you said earlier, we'll, we'll do uh, one segment with my topic, one segment with your topic. And those are alternate from episode to episode is who basically who goes first. And then, uh, and then, you know, really like the idea. I think we're probably going to run with the idea of of a random viewer uh, driven topic. Yeah. That was a really Um, awesome uh, and that came from the chat Sunday night. That was yeah. something that we had never even thought of. And that came from, hey, why don't you guys do like a yeah. random topic from the chat? Freaking, yeah. that's beautiful. Not a problem at all. We can do that. That'll be you fun. Know. Now, obviously, let's make sure the topics are not something that's going to get us deplatformed from everything. We're not going to talk about right. serious stuff that doesn't even talk about. But, you know. Yeah, this is not, uh, you know, this is not an Anchorman thing where we're going to do whatever you, you know, <laughs> right. say. I mean, right. We do have the right to refuse those specific topics. So, <laughs> right. you know. But I think most things, I you know, we can, we can talk about. Yeah, you know, absolutely. There, there's yeah. certain things that. There's about one percent of topics that we'll probably say, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah, and there and there's also things that could be inappropriate, right? It, yeah. It's whether that's, um, you know, whether it's a, it's an issue for the platform or anything like that. Now, obviously, this is one of the perks for those that don't know. You know, when you delve into the podcast and live stream world and things like that, it's one of the benefits of being of of having support from the industry and 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 seeking outside. Uh, advertisers and things like that is you can turn the monetization off That's and correct. so when you turn the monetization off you've got a whole lot less policy wise that you have to worry about and that's one of the things that you see you spoke about crowder and rogan and all of them you think those guys are monetized no they're not monetized on youtube like they get their money through you know through other means um so you know we we do have some freedom but there just may be some topics that and I was like, you know what? That's too personal or, you know, whatever too, you know, hits too close to home or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, I don't really want to talk about that. Yeah. Now, Wood says now, yes, you're 100 percent. Part yes. of that one yeah. percent is 40 cal. That is an inappropriate topic. Well, sure, again, 100%. unless we're discussing well, how in much context, 40 that's sucks. Correct. That's right. In context, uh, yeah. how much it sucks or how easily it can be converted to 10 or to yeah. 357 SIG. Those yeah. topics are fine. Yeah. But just talking about 40 caliber is an inappropriate topic. We will not accept those premises. <laughs> just saying. Right. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's going to be it interesting be. to see because, you know, I, we talk a lot. So I'm wondering, I'm talking about on the phone and whatnot. So, you know, I'm wondering now. Should we even, we probably should not even tell each other our topics. No, I don't think we should. I, I think that show. I think that our topics should be ours yeah. and get the true be, reaction off of them. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be potentially rehearsed if, if, if no. we do. And so no, I, I, I think that that's a great all. idea. The so topics that, that you and I bring be, individually, we do not share ahead of time. It is yeah. going to be a surprise. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Think, now, there so. will be times that we will bring on guests. Um, and it, and it could be a firearm company. It could be 
a, a knife maker. It could be a guitar person. It could be a, a chef could be whatever. Like we, whatever we're talking about, if we have an opportunity, we will occasionally possibly bring on some guests, but a lot of time, like I said, it's just going to be kind of just kind of hanging out talking, which I think everyone every now and then uh, needs to just decompress and everything and just relax, you know? No, it won't be like an interview. It'll just be, hey, why don't you join in on the conversation? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it won't be like, hey, a spotlight on this company. It's going to be, hey, you would join in and, you know, it could be a a baseball card guy. Clover is big into the card side. He knows a lot of people over there. And that might lead to bringing some athletes on. You know, um, yeah. we both got yeah. we both got access in our lives to some different athletes we possibly could be bringing on. We do, yeah, and yeah. and so that'd be yeah. kind of cool. Um, you know, athletes, celebrities, celebrities. Yeah, I mean, um, politicians. I mean, we I I, I we Proof. both got politicians that we could bring on if we want to go political. <laughs> you know, I don't if, see us going too political. So sometimes, but. so here's the thing: like, I would I would want to make a caveat, and most politicians aren't going to want to come on if they can't talk political. But I would want yeah. the caveat that look, like this is a laid back random topic show. And so we're not gonna discuss your campaign for reelection. We're not gonna that's for another podcast, not this one. You're gonna come in as a regular person, we're gonna hang out and we're just gonna talk about whatever randomness uh that uh, you know, that topic may be. I, I love I love the name. You ain't got no legs. Got What's up, brother? What's up, y'all? How are you doing? Oh, we're just living the dream. Uh, I know you were busy. Are you kind of? You're probably lit up a little bit now, aren't you? Oh, I mean, I'm doing great right now. <laughs> Taco Tuesday, a little tequila. It's a good time. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we're we're looking forward to the Ghost and Clover podcast. And like I said, uh, there will be some content on the Ghost and Clover that isn't the podcast. You know, we've got a lot of things we've always talked about doing, like legit collaboration videos that will be posted on there um as well the vast majority will be the podcast though but uh there will there, there could be some collab videos and different things that we'll do throughout the uh that's why we didn't name the channel ghost and clover podcast we just named it ghost and clover because there could be some stuff we do this not necessarily podcast uh down the line as well but yeah, yeah. looking forward to it for sure that'll probably happen in the next month or so within the first quarter of this year Right. Um, definitely happened. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes stuff that we've got to get straightened out and, and cleaned up and all of that. But, uh, for sure. Yeah. We're looking forward to it, but yeah, if you're out there and you're interested, go check out the new channel. We do have a channel out there. It's uh youtube.com slash at ghost and Clover. There it is right there. YouTube.com slash at ghost and Clover. And uh, give us a subscribe, and um, like I said, join the join and the discussion because we'll have fun with it. Subscribe and then stand by for the standby. Stand by for the standby. Stand by. Yep, hundred um, percent. I, I can't. I'm on my phone. I can't even. I do I even want to know what that avatar says? It's, a, I don't it's think AFT. Uh, looks like or something. There's an okay. IRS. I don't know. I can't tell. Nope. Neither one. Say something about wimpy. It's a it's an NRA FUD meme. Out out oh. whisper. Quit whispering, Tommy. Ah, gotcha. Uh, nice. Yeah. Well done. Uh Chase, I know you're here. Uh thanks for hanging out, bud. I want to give you a few yeah, minutes right? since you just kind of jumped on. I know you've been freaking burning the candle 
low the last while. Um, yes. Some exciting news coming out from EAA with the uh, Witness 2311 um, going to be revealed at obviously at Range Day, but also at Shot Show. Um, you want to talk a little bit a sub one thousand dollar double stack nineteen eleven? That's pretty freaking amazing. You want to talk a little bit about what's going on with EAA right now for a few minutes? Does it come in forty? Absolutely. You shut not. your mouth. You shut your mouth. I mean, it, it will come in the. It will come in whatever forty wishes it was in a ten millimeter. There you go. I wonder, yeah, that's, that's can, one of the questions that now, I've been getting. Is it just going to be nine millimeter? No, 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 no. We had no. if they read we the had, ad, they would notice. So we talked earlier about some of the warning labels, right? You got to think a double stack ten millimeter. There's got to be a big, huge warning label of some type on that, right? This might hurt your wrist. I don't know. Like, no, talking about if you're able to handle this, it may cro- may cause hair to grow in your ear or something. I don't know. Like, now, what I what I worry about, Chase, is a double stack 1911 and 10 millimeter. Is it CloverTac approved? I mean, will he be able to handle this? I mean, we're going to see here. CloverTac approved. Come on. We're going to see here. Well, I'm worried weeks. about can you handle it so or not. I don't know. Like I got it. pinky braces, bro. I'm good. <laughs> He do have pinky brace, that's for sure. He does. He does. I mean, we'll see here in a couple weeks if he can actually physically hold the grip. That's going to be the key. <laughs> that's true. Right. I mean, I, well, you know, here's the thing. So it, it can't be. So I've got a I've got a pair of nuts warthog. I'm sure you're familiar with that, right, Chase? Oh yeah. It, it, the grip's not any thicker than that. It can't be. No, it's like in that same ballpark. Because I had a nighthawk yeah. years ago, same thing. Yeah. And. It's going to be in that ballpark. The cool thing about these guns is you're going to be able to get custom grip modules for them. So uh, you have like a hand issue or like say somebody's, you know, missing a finger or they've got hand trauma or whatever. You'll be able to do custom grip modules for them. Right. Nice. That's something we've been working on. I mean, we've been sitting on this thing for a while and yep. playing with yep. it, tweaking it. And so everybody will get to see it at shot, and then we'll have it at NRA and, you know, stuff like that. So everybody will have a chance to play with it here soon. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing is sub-1,000 bucks, 9 mil, and then we'll have some different versions of them. Different. Obviously, there's going to be an optic cut version as well, I'm assuming. Yeah. All that stuff's coming down the line. We just did the standard sight gun to begin with, but all that's coming. Um, what are kind of some of the features uh, that you guys that have gone into this design? Because I know that this has been a collaboration with a bunch of different people. What are some of the features yeah. that you want to come a spotlight on this thing? And that'll get all talked about at the show. So I won't, yeah. I won't play with that just yet. But I mean, feature wise, anybody who's used, anybody who's familiar with the staccato line or the old STIs will be yeah. very at home with this. I'll put it that way. Awesome. It's yeah. same mags same oem manufacturer that makes those mags i mean i mean it's a really high quality gun without the high you know without the really high quality price tag and that's the whole point about this is to make that gun accessible to people that man i want a staccato p or whatever but i'm not i don't have 2500 i don't have three thousand dollars to blow on one right this is the answer without without sacrificing what you want in the, Man, you know, I'm just saying, you should have named it the answer 2311. That would have been badass. The answer. Well, but I don't. We, but I don't know. Maybe I don't. Did did Alan Iverson maybe, a, like trademark that? Probably. He probably did. 
is we had a we've we've come up with a couple of really cool names the last couple of years. Like we're like, oh, this would be really cool for this or that. And you'd be amazed at what stuff is like trademarked. Yeah. You can't play I'm assuming that Alan Iverson, if he was smart, he's a pretty smart guy. I'm sure he's someone in his party has trademarked the answer for sure. Oh yeah, I'm probably getting, I'm probably getting in trouble for saying it right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, some of the stuff like we, you know, we just talk about, it, don't even think about it. You're like, oh, that's actually a registered trademark, seriously. And some of the things like, well, like 2011, for example, that's why nobody uses 2011 because Staccato yeah. owns 2011. Yeah. Most now you guys trademarked that. the twenty three eleven, did you not? Or you were yeah, thinking we about it? Yeah, trademarked witness twenty three eleven. So yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that you know, well, we were talking earlier off on the phone a couple days ago about some of the stuff that people do trademark. Like this is a shot. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. This is a shot to all you Ohio people out there. The only state that has four letters that takes two people to spell. Um, but the Ohio State University tried to trademark the word V. Now that's just stupid. I mean, come on. So that obviously they got denied, but That's they tried to trademark Z. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at what happened to him the other night. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. They deserve uh, every bit of it. Yeah, tell you what, that TCU. Um, oh, that game was this game was pretty amazing. Uh, did y'all see the Cotton Bowl where Tulane was down 15 with three minutes to go and came back and won that thing yeah. over? Um, I think it was maybe OU. I think USC. Or oh, USC. It was USC. That's right. Yeah. I was yeah, laughing so hard. That was awesome. Two lanes. <laughs> the the, green, the wave. green wave got them. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's fantastic. Now, she fires out there saying she can't wait to visit EAA. Absolutely. Um, yeah, come on down. Yeah, come on. And, and I tell you what, um, I know you can, you can stop by the booth anytime. But if you're going to shot, I know Mill Serp is out there, Snob's out there, she fires out there. A bunch of people out there in the chat are going to go to uh, shot show. If you're wanting to actually kind of get in with EAA, Chase, I know that you guys, as far as scheduled appointment times, are kind of getting slim picking. So, um, can they get a hold of you or someone somehow if they actually want to schedule an appointment? I know you're you're kind of running out of actual appointment times. Yeah, I mean, as far as like you know, companies and that kind of stuff, or like you know, creators or whatever. Yeah, well, we still have some times left, but I mean, don't feel don't feel like that you can't stop by the booth. Oh yeah. Even if, sure. even if some of us are tied up, there's always going to be one or two people like roaming around to talk to somebody. And if you can't talk to exactly like who you want to right that second, you know, hang out for a few minutes and so, you know, somebody will get free for you. Yeah. You know, the only uh, time no, you're not, the only time that like, you know, somebody won't be able to get free like right away is if, you know, the, like if we have like a meeting or something going on and a couple of us are like, yeah, you know, in the back room or whatever. But other than that, yeah. we're pretty accessible. Now, she fire says she'd like an appointment. Uh, is there an email that she maybe could use to get a hold of you to maybe schedule an appointment? Yeah. Mine's real hard to remember. It's, you know, Chase at EAA Corp. <laughs> <laughs> that's marine proof right there. That's, that's real tough. You'd be amazed how people can't get it right, though. They probably put EAA.com instead of EA Corp, though. It is EAACorp.com. Yeah. So. yeah, because it's. EAA Corporation, so everything just gets straight, you know, cut down. Yeah, if you just try to do, if you just try to do EAA, you get the freaking video game company. Yeah, you get that EAA. You get EAA, and then you get the aircraft company. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, she says she's pretty good at hanging around, so she can do that instead. But if you, uh, she fires <laughs> or Will Serp, anyone, if you actually want to do set an appointment, get a hold of Chase, and he can probably tell you what times are available. But yeah, the best way, if you just want to kind of go, like I'm going, I have an appointment on Thursday with you. 
but throughout the first couple of days, I'm going to go in there, obviously say hi and, and check in with you guys. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I tell you the best thing to do guys, if you're out there and you're finding some companies that are running tight and only have 15 minute appointment schedules at this time, go do your B roll. Some other time when, when they're in a minute of meeting or so get there half an hour early to your appointment, go take some pictures, take some B roll, familiarize yourself with the, with the products. And so then when your time comes, you can spend that 15 or 20 minutes specifically on the interview. That might be a great way to start go, getting it done. Yep. Yeah. And I will say like, I know a lot of people are going to be at range day, obviously Monday, but if you're not, you know, Mondays are pretty wide open. I mean, we'll be there. The ones of us that aren't going to range day. So we got that. And then Fridays, because everybody's trying to get home, Friday's wide open too. Yeah. Fridays, people that have never been to SHOT Show, um, Friday's always the, 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 the fun day to, to see because at that point, everyone's tired from the parties and the long weeks. Even the companies are in like jeans and t-shirts or golf shirts at that point. They're not even dressing up by Fridays. Uh, I will say this. Or 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 track suits that are uh, Enter the Dragon track suits, which are phenomenal, by the way. Um, but this is just something to keep in mind. Also, Fridays, I and I'm not saying you can do this. The same you have to do it the way I do it. But and Clover, I think does it a lot of the same way. I use Fridays is to go back and say hi and bye to everyone that I've talked to throughout the week. Now you can still get some quality uh, interviews on Friday. Just understand that. The energy is not going to be there from some people because they're tired. They've been doing the whole week. So, um, yeah, Fridays you can get in, but um, just understand that they're tired, you're tired, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Friday's a great day to just go by and see everybody again, hang out for a few minutes, you know, and kind of do it that way. But, yes, there are times that you can get really good quality interviews on Friday. It's just everyone's going to be tired, including yourself. And if you've never been – you probably don't know how tired you're going to be until you actually get to Friday morning. Just saying. Um, yeah. You'll know it's Friday because we'll all be dragging. Like everybody Absolutely. will be. Absolutely. Just from, the, just from all the stuff going on and the, you know, lack of quality sleep and everybody's just, it's been a, it's been a fun but exhausting week. You'll know. You'll hey, find so, out. So Woods was asking them out there about the tombstone and yeah. I mean, we got him squared away, but I got to thinking about, so I, I was been just been looking over some stuff and somewhere I seen a, an AR style lever action five, five, six. I don't know how that would work. How does that work? I've seen that guy. I know exactly what Clover's talking the about. Same as it. The, the same as the, the same it's, it's, they take the lower, it's all like instead of being a magazine yeah, fed, it's a lever action. No, though. it's mag fed. No, no, no. Oh, okay. a, it looks okay. like the tombstone. Except imagine okay. the tombstone in okay. five yeah. by six. Interesting. Yeah. It's I forget the name of the guys. They were across from me in the SUW. Give me a little time. I can dig. Do you think up. they'll be at shot? I know they'll be at shot. Yeah, okay. they will. That's okay, where, cool. where I was looking at it, but I they're can't based, remember the name of the company. Yeah, the company is based like down here where I'm at, so they're like ah. close around live free somewhere. Okay, interesting. So, talk me up, so they send me. Yeah, one. I'll find out who it is, and I'll between let like the next day or two, I'll let you know who it is. Make sure you let them know I'm a big deal in Turkey. 
That's it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. I want to play one of the POF 9 mils. That thing was I do, too. Yeah. 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 Now, she fires says, I guess this is what the podcast is going to be like. Yeah. It's yep. going to be completely random, just like this. We can go in and talk about uh, sports. We can talk about, I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to be completely random, which will be fun. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get from, from uh, episode to episode. Can't be club random. That's trademarked, but it's going to no, be random. No. What I'll say is, uh, I thought about this earlier, and then y'all were kind of touching on stuff earlier, like we talked about your some of your podcast ideas earlier today. Yeah, yeah. What you need to do, like I thought about this, is how you support different charities and outreaches or whatever. Hundred percent. Get, some, get somebody to be like, you know, uh, do like a super donation, and let that you okay. I got my ten minutes now of like whatever. Here's my topic. This is what I want you to go to town on and like be like the gold topic of the night or whatever. Like here's my $100 or $50 super chat and here's here's yeah. the organization that I want you to talk about for 10 minutes. 100%. That could be awesome. Yeah. That or hey, you talk I want you to talk about this random whatever, but I yeah. want the money to go to this. This money's going to go to this organization. That's yeah. awesome. I love that. I love that. Because that way people can hear their your opinion on whatever it is they want to hear. Yeah. But give the money to a worthy cause. Oh, I well, love that. What we could do is do a um, like every few episodes or something. Yeah. Instead of having three, you know, three sections that are all like viewer driven, we do super chat driven and maybe put a minimum on it. Like no matter what you super chat, it goes yeah. to that charity. But yeah, for any yeah. super chat of twenty dollars or more, right? Yeah, um, yeah. We okay, go down the rabbit hole. Five, we go down the rabbit hole of that topic for ten minutes or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I think that's awesome. I love that idea. That's a great one. And and those super chats will go to that foundation, that charity, whatever. Right? Yeah. Uh, whatever they. Yeah, hundred percent. I love alternate, that. We can alternate that out too. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I love that idea. That's a great one. Thanks, Chase. Like you're not just a pretty idea. face, man. You're not like just a pretty face. It. I like it. That says marketing skills. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, why, that's why he makes the big bucks. This is true. This Lives is true. in uh, the bougie part of Florida and has all the bougie stuff. And yeah. Eats at bougie restaurants. I am kind of bougie. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the fact that he has to explain a menu to some people is is hilarious. Hey, true I'm, story. I'm totally appreciative of that because <laughs> I was. I'm telling you right now, had had they just brought me out there and with the rat turds on it, and me not knowing what the rat turds were, uh, I said rat poo especial. I would not have eaten that. So, just saying. Now, Millsurp out there says, "Ghost, are you guys planning on any group meetup at the at shot?" So, here's the thing: we don't do like necessarily group meetups. Uh, but what we do every day, if you want to, and we do this not as a meetup, it's just what we do every day for years now, at 7.30 every morning up in the media room, there's about 10 to 15 of us every morning that'll eat breakfast together at a big table. You can't miss us. We take up one of the huge round tables there when you first walk in. Uh, there's about 10 or 15 of us that will eat breakfast together every morning at 7.30. So absolutely, if you want to find a time, that's probably the best time that we guarantee that everyone's going to kind of be there. Yeah. Um, is it about 7.30 every morning in the media room for breakfast? And at, at that point, because everyone's got different schedules and got different appointments and all that, you know, do we try to meet up around lunch and kind of catch our breath for half an hour in the media room? Sure. 
we do it at four or five o'clock at the end of the, of the day in the media room. Yeah. But if you're wanting to kind of like make sure that everyone's there, I would say show up at seven 30 for breakfast in the media room and you'll probably catch pretty much everyone that you want to see. That's in, that's in our crew, I should say, you know. Well, and, and a lot of other people. I mean, if you a want ton the best of other odds, a ton anybody, of other people. Yeah. yeah, anybody that's going as media, if you're looking for the best opportunity to corner them, then yeah. probably the mornings, at the first thing in the morning in the media room is the uh, way to go. Yeah. Yeah. That, and if you want to get in with a cool kid's table, you have to go there and research your dominance. But here's the thing. Um, from Clover. I don't know that Milserp is going as media, so that's going to be problematic. Well, um, you know, if he needs to, make sure you get a hold of us, one of us in the, one of the mornings, yeah. and we can walk in. You know, yeah. We can walk in. Yeah. You're just not going to be able to get in necessarily by yourself, but we can walk you in with us for sure. Right. But, yeah, um, that's probably the best way. Um, yeah, you're going to have to, uh, if you want cereal, especially Cheerios version, uh, you definitely want to get there and get in line ahead of Clover because he will take it all. Uh, the fruit loops, of- the fruit loops, the Cheerios, and the Frosted Flakes. For yeah, sure. he's gonna he's gonna grab about yeah. ten boxes of those. So yeah. oh, Cheerios, I grab. I don't know how many because I put those in my bag and that's my snack. That's your snack on. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. three for real? Do what? I said, are you like three? Got a bag of Cheerios everywhere you go? Uh, yes, he does. Is there a problem with that? No, I'm just saying. Oh, he will be, so he will be there as media. So yeah, he's good. He's oh, good okay, then. nice. Yeah. He's good then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're good to go. Nice. And if and if any of y'all are like you know feeling froggy that happen to be at the show, if you want to go hang out with us Tuesday night, that's a terrible idea. Too. Ooh, I don't know if you want to do that. That's 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 right. Holy cow! Uh, Tuesday night is going to get interesting, boys and girls. Um, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there right now. I'm not responsible for what goes down or what you might see or get involved with. Just know it's going to be a good time. Um, there's a good chance that we will all have blackmail on each other forever at this point. Just saying. Um, yeah. Oh, good Lord. I don't even want to, uh, my, 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 seriously, like my liver's hurting just thinking about Tuesday night. I'm just saying. That's cool. It's going to be a good time. It'll be a Wednesday. Good Wednesday morning is going to be rough, but Tuesday uh, be a good Yeah. That'll be like my stratosphere incident the year before where you just don't go to bed. Now, Obnoxious says that he heard there was some fuddery going on regarding optic. Yeah, there was a lot of optic talk in here. Um, 100% people trying to turn this into a FUD podcast. I'm doing the hardest work I can to keep that from happening. But, uh, you know, the people I hang out with are more FUDs than I am, so I kind of don't have a choice in some of the aspects. I guess I could kick them out, but... Yeah, I've got the yeah. power just to get right back in. I know that's what sucks. I need to take that shit away from you. How long you said that now? I know it's not going to happen. I'm too dumb to figure out how to do it. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Chase, you have anything closing before we head out of here to plug for EAA or just in general? Basically, just come by and see us. So we got a lot of cool new stuff to show up at the show. I mean, we've kind of talked about everything already several times over so yeah that's some, and, that's and if you're not biggest... going to shot show make sure you follow clover and i snob obnoxious she fires milserp we're all going to hang out with eaa guys and so there's going to be a lot of cool announcements coming out about what's going on um i can tell you for me personally 
my content throughout the week is going to be uh, through Instagram pictures and reels and then YouTube shorts. I'm probably not going to put any full length videos out the week of shot. I'll be doing a lot of shorts and reels and the Instagram pictures. So make sure you're following the new Instagram ghost tactical 2.0. I uh, had to restart Instagram and start over again, but go follow that because I'll be putting a lot of stuff on Instagram that week and then posting a bunch of reels and YouTube shorts and then the community tab as well. But um, I'll be doing a lot of that. Uh, Chloe, I'll let you kind of hang out and tell people uh, what projects you have coming up um, and then what, what where you might be posting a lot of your content on for SHOT Show. Uh, it'll be community tab shorts for the most part. I am going to get uh... – Probably a few, you know, longer videos done with some things, but after the fact, uh, though, yeah, yeah, that'll be after the fact. Yeah, yeah. we won't be during the show. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as what's going on, I mean, for me, it's in, got well a little bit over a week for me, uh, and so I've got tires ordered. They got to get in. I got to get them on. I've, Hopefully, I've got, they come in on time, right? <laughs> I've got yeah. I've got the stickers, the special stickers for EAA. Yep. Uh, to go get picked up. Um, I've got, uh, can't even remember all the stuff, but a ton of stuff that's got to get done between uh, now and then. So, um, but uh, it'll be good. I mean, it'll be a little bit stressful. I said something to my wife about that, I think, yesterday. I'm like, eh, it's fixing to start getting a little bit stressful. But once we get on the road, headed that way. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's party time, man. So yeah, is what it Speaking is. of EAA and Gerson, be looking out on the channel in the next week or so. Uh, the new 1911 and 10 millimeter. Yeah, uh, there'll be a video about. That. I'm sure Clover have one come out. He's got a he's got a little different. He's got a little, he's got a little different uh, yeah. 1911. It's pretty cool. Uh, but you've probably seen the shorts and the reels and pictures on Instagram from both of us, but. Uh, those will be coming out pretty soon and um, all that. Um, anything else, guys? Nope. Nope. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for watching so much. We appreciate you guys. I want to send a big shout out to Rob from Lionheart Industries for coming on. Uh, really looking forward to seeing the Vulcan 9. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to hang out with them. We're going to have uh, the Robs probably back on after SHOT Show and talk a little bit about what happened at SHOT and and all of that, and uh, after the fact, probably in February, get a little breather after after shot and all that. But uh, thanks for Rob for coming on. It was a great talk. Um, go check out lionheartindustries.com. Check out the new Vulcan 9 and the Regulus. Uh, Regulus is a great gun. It's still out there, but the Vulcan 9 is going to be their new release for 2023, so check them out. And as always, we shall see you soon. Be on the lookout maybe in the next week, uh, maybe over the weekend, hopefully. Um, the sweepstakes drawing. We will go live and do the live drawing for the sweepstakes. So if you have any uh, last-minute chances you want to increase, go check out CloverTech.com/shot2023 and get those last-minute entries. There's only a few left. We've had a, a pretty good rush the last week or so. So check that out, and we'll probably go live sometime in the next week to announce the winner for that. But thank you guys so much for watching or listening. If you're watching this in replay or listening to podcasts, thank you so much. Leave a comment. The, the, the conversation does not have to stop now. Leave a comment. Let's keep the conversation going. We'll see you soon. Simplify.